Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Website or blog spot, whatever. And there, oh, email me with your phone number. Live. If you wish me to call me or send me your prayer request. And if you put a return address on it, we'll mail it back to you after we take it to the Mission Church and anoint it with oil. You don't have to do any of that. Any or parts of it you can do. Just be sure. We will not use your address for any kind of solicitation at all. Anyway, the phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682. 620-878-4682. In an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. And you can always find updates for the breaking news, our ministry radio program archives, and our mailing address on our blog which is simply prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally. So pray about sporting airtime. Airtime is not free. And I know you hear this week after week, and probably some of you even just fast forward through this part with it or listen to it in archives. But remember, we are uh, a ministry. We don't sell anything on this program. We're only on the air. Do your good graces because it takes you to donate to pay for airtime. Wow, that was a word for it, or a mouthful. Anyway, on another note, I want to thank our listener base that is worldwide in places like Stockholm, Sweden, Helsinki, Finland, Dublin, Ireland, Athens, Greece, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Rosario, Argentina. I knew I always get one bad. And, of course, cities in the good old USA, such as Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Tulsa, Oklahoma, Houston, Texas, San Diego, California, Santa Ana, California, San Francisco, California, Boston, Massachusetts. And the way I get it, if, if a lot of those protesters over there in California get what they want, they're saying, California, now Mexico, give it back to Mexico. I don't know about that. Anyway, as well as Wichita, Kansas, which remains the largest group of listeners to a radio program, at least when they come to podcasts later tonight. On that particular podcast program is the largest group is in Wichita, Kansas. Now, all of you folks that lived in, on podcasts, remember, I have just a short period of time until the 16th when that cost is a yearly renewal cost, somewhere between $600 and $1,000. I haven't really nailed it down I, 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 because I don't have any of the money right at the moment. I even sent them a note and said, hey, can I make payments on that? No answer, of course. So pray about it. If you don't want to see that podcast site disappear and all of those radio programs, we are trying to work on another option, but it hasn't manifested itself yet. So pray about it. We need your help. Pray, 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 and donate if you can. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua, Hamashiach's name, I pray. Tonight I want to pray again for all the, the people out there that have all the people out there that are not getting the truth. Father, I pray that they get the truth, that you send them the truth in some manner where it's a person walking in the door or a dream vision from you, Father. I pray that all these people, all these families out there that have not heard the truth and not understand the truth of the end time, that you would please, please, please wake them up. 
And Father, I pray that radio night goes according to your will and not mine, and give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. So please, Father, tonight, bless this program in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen and amen. Well, I was sitting, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I was sitting video showing that in Switzerland, worldwide dignitaries met to observe a ceremony to celebrating uh, the opening of a four-and-a-half-mile-long underground tunnel. Well, wow, uh, you just have to see it. It seemed that it was even conducted by Lucifer. So th this is one of the strangest things that I've seen in its spirit tunnel. So I brought on tonight's guest to talk about this and much more and he served the last 30 years as a pastor, evangelist, and equipper in the ministry. In the last several years, he's been called into the area of teaching prophecy. His ministry is the sure word of prophecy, has a mission to help believers to understand Bible prophecy, prepare them for the return of Yeshua, and to provide an unarguable presentation to for unbelievers that there is indeed one who knows the end from the beginning. One who knows the end from the beginning. Imagine that. Yes, that's a fact. It is his vision to share the prophetic word of the Bible with scoffers and agnostics and atheists, providing them with the evidence that they need to turn them to a saving faith in Yeshua Messiah. You can uh, check him out at his website, surewordprophecy.org, and let's welcome him on. Welcome, Steve Henderson. Thanks for being on, Steve. Hey, thanks for the invitation, Pastor Dan. You're going to be an old guy, aren't you? But you turned 61 here just a couple of days ago. He, we're talking about that, huh? Yeah, I yeah, turned 61. You can't 61. even remember what day it is now, huh? Is yeah, it was July 4th. I turned 61 <laughs> July 4th, and I had to listen to everybody saying, Oh, I can't believe you're turning 61. You don't look 61. Blah, 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 blah. You know, well, but hey, my brain is still old, you know. Well, and, and I understand that because I work out at the gym and everything. And, you know, I'm not all crumpled and crumpled up. But that doesn't mean my brain doesn't feel like it's 360. Boy, how I can relate to that, brother. And by the way, here, on the 13th, I turned 61. So you're about nine days older than I am. So really? If, well, I'm your elder. I look forward to old woe to me. <laughs> I'm uh, your elder then, Steve. Yeah, I hope your air conditioning's in great shape today. Oh, yeah. My air's doing fine. And it's not so bad out there. How is it down in Oklahoma? We're starting oh, to get yeah. overcast. Looks like we're going to get some more wonderful rain. You know, I'm wondering how the pioneers uh, in the old days kept their cool head way back then. I guess it was a big shade tree, eh? Well, they dug a, actually they dug a hole in the ground. They, you know, they had sod houses that had very thick walls, and uh, you know, a lot of it kept the heat out. And you know, they believed in uh, earth sheltered homes, and so they had ways to get cool. Believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, I wish I could find me a mountain. I understand the temperature stays about sixty degrees inside in the winter and the summer, but I can't find any any hills around here in Oklahoma. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, brother, it's good talking with you again. I always enjoy being on your program. Uh, the topic tonight, I, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what uh, what I showed you there in that video, uh, about the, how the devil has many disguises. And um, as we all know, you know, there are a lot of evil manifestations which come in a wide array of appearances. Some are pretty bold. Some are pretty obvious, and some aren't so obvious. And 
In our time together tonight, I'd like to take a look at some of the tactics and faces of evil running rampant around the earth, as you are well aware. And it's distracting and deceiving a majority of its inhabitants, and they have no clue about what's about ready to take place. And, you know, a long time ago, the Apostle Paul warned us that we were going to get in a battle and how and who our enemies would be and how they would show themselves. And he said to the church at Ephesus, he said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness and the heavenly places. And just recently, I was just really absolutely blown away by a video that I saw. And, you know, I'm not one of these paranoid, brother. I don't know about you, but I, you sure hear a lot. And I know you do. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, you probably get articles all the time from people and, and, uh, and YouTube videos saying, hey, check this out. And, you know, but I'm very, very careful in what I share with people because I find a lot of that stuff that you do find out there is a big stretch of the imagination. And uh, so uh, I'm very careful when it comes to articulating events that happen on the world scene. But this one here that I saw uh, a couple of weeks ago just put me into shock. And I'd like to share a little bit about what happened in this video. And then I checked it out on the world news to see if there's any validity to that uh, in, the, in, the, in the world news. Because right. if you find it on YouTube but you don't hear anything about it, on the world news in any of the major uh, places, uh, such as, you know, BBC or something like that, then you might want to disregard it. Uh, but I'm really quite shocked at how bold this master disaster is coming out with in-your-face manifestations that are being very clearly demonstrated. And uh, the, the, your intro that you uh, gave to the group, uh, the title of this one article I have here is New World Order, uses satanic ritual to unveil Gothard train tunnel. And so I'll give you a little background about what was taking place here first. Uh, last month, a major accomplishment was celebrated in uh, technolo technological advances, the human will, and a desire to do what seemed almost impossible to do. And it was a huge undertaking, but nearly after two decades of construction work, the world's longest and deepest rail tunnel had officially been opened in Switzerland. It was called the Gothard Tunnel, which it wasn't four and a half miles wide. That's what I originally thought. It was 35 miles long, and it was designed to provide a high-speed rail link, link from uh, Rotterdam in the Netherlands to the Genoa in Italy. And the Gothard is also the world's deepest tunnel with about 1.4 miles of mountain pressing down on it. Uh, gravity constantly trying to close up the space in which it had been excavated. And so uh, along the tunnel's length, they had reinforced steel rings, which had to be inserted to prevent it from collapsing on itself, a lot of weight underneath it. But for 17 years, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, more than 2,000 people worked on this tunnel. And it took 20 years to build and cost more than $12 billion uh, in uh, not only money, but also there were uh, quite a few accidents, and it cost the lives of nine tunnel miners as they died in this incredible feat also. And um, had you seen this uh, before video? I showed that to you, brother? I had, that, uh, video? I had somebody send it to me, um, uh -huh. but I didn't watch it until you sent it to me, uh -huh. and then I watched it, 
And it's, you know what, it's real similar to what I saw going on when they did a thing like that at CERN. But, yeah, I saw it. It's yes, really weird. yes, they had a very similar uh, ceremony there. In fact, uh, there are quite a, a few parallels. Uh, in fact, they're connecting that with the CERN project. And if we get an opportunity, we might talk a little bit about that for a moment. But I'm going to read out of a Swiss newspaper here. It says, Gothard Tunnel. Global media praise a national obsession. And of course it was an obsession when it took 20 years and that many people and that, that, that long a time to get this thing done. It was an impossibility, you know. I mean, it, you're talking about digging through the Alps here, you know. <laughs> and uh, 35 miles long, that was quite extraordinary undertaking. But the article says, this will enable Switzerland to take its place at the heart of the continent. It said it would also give Switzerland the chance to shine discreetly at any rate since the tunnel is not a tower, it is an invisible cathedral. Uh, keep in mind that for a moment. Swiss Broadcasting Corporation reported that more than 80,000 members of the Swiss public showed up to experience the new Gothard Tunnel. Some 30,000 people on Saturday and another 50,000 on Sunday attended the ceremonial events at the Gothard Train Tunnel's northern port in Erzfeld, Switzerland. And included in that, Pastor Dan, were hundreds of dignitaries, including uh, four European presidents, Italian Prime Minister Matteo Renzi, Switzerland's President Johann Schneider Amann, uh, German's Chancellor Angela Merkel, and France's uh, 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 President uh, Holland also were included, along with the many political and visionaries that were witnesses to this long-anticipated breakthrough connecting Switzerland as a major thoroughway for Europe's uh, trade routes. And so what happened is all of these major leaders and uh, European presidents met up here in, in, in the middle of the Alps, and uh, they uh, had quite an extraordinary ceremony. And this uh, ritual was split into two separate events, one for the elite dignitaries inside the tunnel and the other outside for the thousands of public attendees. And both were laced with, amazingly laced with graphic demonic symbolism and was broadcast live across the world through uh, Russia Today, the BBC, and other major European outlets. And this was, and still is, a big deal, and they're still talking about it. But it was on the 1st of, uh, of June uh, in Switzerland, they unveiled the world's longest and deepest railroad tunnel with deeply occultic and a satanic ceremony. And... Uh, Indeed, it was entrenched with the ritual dubbed by BBC as a lavish performance. But in my opinion, this was nothing but one pure, simple, uh, unadulterated, occultic, satanic uh, ceremony that was being put out before the dignitaries and uh, European presidents. And I, I found it quite odd that he would even stick around to, uh, through the whole thing. It included 600 dancers acrobats and dramatic actors and it cost them 8.9 million to put this thing together and here we find europe's about to go mm -hmm. under and they're spending its outlandish money on this uh, ceremony Hello? Uh, pretty amazing um, the performance began with a cohort well, of minors um, yeah. well i go don't ahead, know brother. if i dropped here that was just me um okay the, the okay you still there steve huh are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Can did you, you just stop talking because you heard me make a noise? Yeah, I, I thought you were going to talk. I'm sorry. No, actually, I 
uh, I stretched back in my cord caught on my keyboard and it made a big noise and then you went dead silent and I started freaking out. Anyway, <laughs> Steve's still on with it. We'll, well go on. Well, I thought maybe that devil was coming after, you know, the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to be sensitive. You know how I get to going, on, going on a tangent and I don't yeah. give you an opportunity to say much and then when I hear something I want to be quiet because he probably want to jump in there and say something. So uh, sometimes oh, you got to get my attention, loud. brother. But don't hang yourself with those uh, uh, cords, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, uh, moving right along. <laughs> okay. Well, in this uh, particular performance, these miners dressed in George orange jumpsuits, they were marching like zombies toward the tunnel's entrance, and it was depicted on a video screen. It was a bit large video screen as they were marching into this uh, tunnel. The miners were then seemingly sacrificed to the tunnel and emerged as veiled spirits, represented by dancers in underwear and white wedding veils. And what happened was they began to strip off their orange jumpsuits, and underneath they had white underwear on, both women and men. Uh, of course, they were quite broad, uh, so it didn't show a whole bunch. But just the very idea that they began to strip off their clothes in front of all these dignitaries was quite a... Uh, Amazing thing, and and then the, they a lot of them were wearing white wedding veils, and an actor dressed as a goat sprung out and began to ritualistically consume and mate with the veiled dancers. And uh, during this segment of the headshot of, uh, of the actors, the one that was dressed as a goat, it was displayed on a video screen with black and red backdrop and an absorbing fire lofting around his face, while three Egyptian sarcophagus floated in front of the screen. Those are, are, are Egyptian bugs that eat up dead people. And they were going up and down the screen with the face of the devil. And I'm telling you, it was quite a scary-looking thing uh, just, to, just to watch it. Uh, the next scene shifted to a pagan druid ceremony where uh, the actors now draped in black, uh, subdued clothing and adorning nests, plants, and trees were on their heads. They had these these branches and stuff all over their heads, uh, completely pagan. Uh, if you've seen any pagan ceremonies, it's Stonehenge or one of those. It was an exact rep replication of that. And as a goat man laid on the floor, uh, and, up on, and on the screen there's an upside-down tree displayed, and the actors chanted in a song in a mix of ancient Germanic and Italian. And the one that I heard that was commentating said, I, I have never heard this language before. So they were, they were singing in the language that no one understood, and uh, which even allowed it to be a little bit more freaky. Then the ceremony ends with a goat man being resurrected and worshipped as he's introduced to technology, industry, and modern society with many of the actors clothed as cross-dressers, drifters, and harlots. You talk about a bizarre, bizarre um, ceremony, and this thing lasted uh, over an hour. And I'm just giving you a, a small little synopsis of what uh, what was taking place. Basically, um, Bahamut, uh, the the, uh, the the goat head god that they, that they put over there in in Detroit, uh, this guy had this this mask with these two horns in a goat outfit, and it was very evidently uh, a symbolism of uh, Satan. Of course, we recognize that Satan himself recognized himself as a goat, and mm -hmm. uh, and then they had all these these odd-looking furry creatures 
Uh, they looked like, uh, I don't know if you remember the Adams family and what it looked like. Uh, oh, it was all yeah. hair and no eyes and stuff. Well, had a lot yeah. of those on the stage rolling around, and they were worshiping this this uh, goat head figure. Uh, and a lot of the dancers were rolling around, and one of them got up behind him, and it, it was it was it was slummy, it was um, sleazy, and it was definitely satanic. And what really blew me away, brother, about all of it was this was done in the presence of four European presidents and dignitaries from all over Europe, and uh, it, it was very evidently a satanic ceremony. And uh, another part of this, which I think is quite odd, is they they made a a uh, uh, commemoration plaque inside the tunnel itself dedicated to St. Barbara, uh, the, the patron saint of mining, they call it, near the northern end of the tunnel. And they took uh, these uh, nine people who died in the accident, they, they commemorated uh, by, was by a plaque in this particular uh, uh, north end of the tunnel, and then there were many churches, mines, and works of art that well, were placed let's there break along right with there. it. We got to go to We got to go to a break. Um, why don't you give your website, and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about this and what it could. We'll talk about it anyway. Give okay. your website real quick, please. Sure, SherwoodProphecy.org. Uh, in fact, that uh, video is over there. Uh, guys, go take a look. Uh, you'd be shocked. Folks, we'll be back in three minutes. Don't go away. Pastor Dan will be right back. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Science Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, please remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. You know, we are missionaries to these folks, and we are, excuse me, we are in one of the worst parts of Wichita. All kinds of things are going on around us. There's any given day, there's prostitutes out there, and night. Uh, time, of course, with prostitutes out there, and there's drug dealers down the street, and a crack house here, and a crack house there, and people that shoot guns off, and gangbangers, and all those kind of things. But it's in the middle of sin. But where should we be but in the middle of sin? Isn't that where um, Yeshua was? Against, it went to the poor and the broken down and the sinners. You know, what purpose would we have in the good part of town? But we need your help. Folks, we really, really do. You know, summer is the donations are just slow. And, you know, we, let's take for instance, we moved our mission bus home to Wichita. I had to have it towed home to go when we bought eight years ago. And we completely, my son uh, took off time from working on other things that would have brought money in for his family. He has four children. 
but went completely over it, fixed the exhaust, the windows wouldn't go down, fixed the windows where they'd go up and down, and put shocks on it, and, and fixed the blinkers that weren't working, and shorts, and all kinds of things to it. It's been like three weeks, and changed tires around it, and, you know, just completely went over it. Well, now, you know, wow, okay, you said, great, the bus is going good, you even fixed the exhaust leak. Well, we got to get it back over there to Wichita. Wichita's 60 miles. We need to fill it up. I don't have the, because of the slow donations right now, I don't have the money to fill this bus up. Um, so we need things that we need donations. We need your help. Why? Because summertime is slow. And remember, we're just a church, and we're not everybody's church. We're a church in the middle of no man's land, so to speak. And so. We, while we have a few faithful people to come to our, our that's in our congregation and that come at night after you know when we have our messianic service on Friday night, most people don't want to set foot in that neighborhood. And so, let alone get donations. You know, in Kansas, we set you at walk up somebody and say, "Hey, uh, you know what messianic is or Hebrew roots? Either either one. Even though we're messianic, they have no idea what you're talking about." And so we're the oddballs down the street that help the homeless and the poor. Well, we're doing a great job, and all the agencies will say, oh, look, uh, Pastor Dan and those guys, Messiah's Branch, are doing a great job. But do we get any help? No, we don't get any help. Especially, you know, Wichita should really support what we're doing, um, and they don't. Uh, all the things that we've did, all the, the people that have came there and have gotten miracle prayers, have gotten, uh, you know, Great, great uh, stories of how they came out of the world, and a lot of those stories are tied to coming and getting that miracle prayer, or maybe a time I picked a drunk up out of the street, talked to him, and prayed over him, and changed his life, all of these things. And so we bandage people up, we give out Bibles, pray about it, especially you folks in Wichita. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are the last hope for so many. And we are all responsible to care one for another, as we are our brother's keepers. All donations, no matter what size, helps. <coughs> Excuse me. And the bother notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or mail a check or money order, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And now we're back with Steve Henderson. That is, if he hasn't abandoned me, are you still with us, Steve? I'm still here, brother. Oh, I thought maybe uh, my loud crashing made you, thought, made you think you better leave or something, you know. Because <laughs> I thought hey. you did a minute ago. No, I got too much to speak on, man. I can't I can't stop now. i I, I got to get through this thing because I want your uh, your audience to hear this. Uh, there, there's some uh, there's more, more to the story. things taking place, and uh, I think that we should not be ignorant of Satan's devices. And, you know, he's coming just flat out in the open in a lot of the, a lot of different ways. And I probably won't get through a whole bunch of this, but uh, I would like to finish this little part about this tunnel here real quick. Okay, uh, carry on. I'm going to listen. They put a, uh, a little bit of a uh, signpost there on the north end of the Tunnel uh, in, in regard to the nine that, that died, uh, and it was referred to the Saint of Barbara, which uh, they have a Barbara Cathedral in Bohemia, an area which is often referenced in association with the Bohemian Grove, a secret society related to Freemasonry and Satanism. But this even gets weirder. Uh, 
could the inclusion of this altar in the Gothard Tunnel have a deeper meaning, or could the New World Order, uh, so to speak, be using this saint as a convoluted symbol in a demonic agenda? Uh, in this St. Barbara plaque, uh, they also invited a distorted gaggle of religious leaders to pray over this uh, plaque inside the tunnel. And you know, I know I've talked to you a little bit about uh, the interfaith movement and how all of these religious leaders are getting together and uh, forgetting about their differences and, and clasping hands together and praying together. And Well, here in this uh, tunnel, they had uh, several different religious leaders. One was a, the appointed religious advisor was Father Martin Werland, joined by a rabbi, Marcel uh, Ebel, of the Swiss Federation of Jewish Communities, an imam, uh, Bakim Alimi, of the Federation of Islamic Organizations of Switzerland, Peter Zilestra, the head of the safety division of the Federal Office of Transport, and priest, a pagan priest, Somina Rock. And even weirder is a tradition surrounding the place where this tunnel was built. So not only did they, you know, they, they make this tremendous uh, uh, technological advance in the, in the Alps and, and bring together a tremendous uh, trade route uh, through there, but then they they celebrate it with all these pagan and satanic rituals, invite these religious leaders to pray over, which are a hodgepodge of different faiths. And then uh, the, the region itself had a deep history and I had ideological significance to the character of Switzerland. This pass was called a Snowland Gorge as a critical point above the Gothard train tunnel route and known as locals as the Devil's Bridge. Accompanying this chilling name uh, is an intriguing folktale from a historian, a Swiss historian, which details how the people of Uri, Switzerland, recruited the devil for the difficult task of building a bridge across the gorge. And the devil requested to receive the soul of the first thing to pass the bridge in exchange for his help. And to trick the devil, who expected to receive the soul of the first man to pass the bridge, the people Uri sent across a goat, by throwing a piece of bread, and the goat was promptly torn to pieces by the devil. And this is the, uh, all the, the uh, legend that, that accompanies this place where they built this tunnel. In a rage at having been tricked by the devil, the people went to fetch a large rock to smash the bridge, and while taking a break from the exhaustion from the task of carrying the rock back to the bridge, a Christian woman secretly marked the rock with a cross. The devil was then unable to pick up the rock, and was forced to abandon it and flee. And so this big 12-meter rock, 221-ton rock, named the Devil's Stone, uh, was placed, uh, placed in now situated on the ramp of the exit of the motorway at the entrance of this tunnel. I think that's pretty significant. Uh, even yeah. the Devil's Legend comes with this thing. So here you have a hodgepodge of European leaders, a hodgepodge of religious leaders, and satanic and paganistic rituals taking place out in the open before the world on everything from BBC to, to RT and other major European networks. There is something very, very, very strange about this and very bold, in my opinion. See, the, we've heard for years, and you know, various insiders for years, Pastor Dan, that the occult elite is all about power and symbolism, and, and yeah, I think the, the, the ceremony showcased both. Uh, through the opening of the ceremony of the world's deepest and longest tunnel, the occult elite tells the world, in fact, 
they control the world's resources and manpower. In other words, they're the only ones who can make such projects happen because they control politics, finance, business. Furthermore, by creating overly occult ceremonies, the elite tells the world, this is what we believe in, this is what we think of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. And so this opening ceremony turned into a great feat of engineering into a religious ceremony de dedicated to Baphomet, who is a Satan himself, while somewhat ridiculing the workers who sacrifice their lives and the masses who will travel through this tunnel. Then Europe's most powerful people stood up and gave a standing ovation to this ceremony dedicated to the true leader of this occult uh, elite. Brother, whatever happened in ceremonies of, of just getting a band of people together and, and a mayor cutting a ribbon, you know? <laughs> yeah, amen. But these, these people know? are are doing this to what they believe. There's a lot. This isn't just some little stupid thing. They're really, you can't tell me these leaders are really into dedicating this to the deity that they believe in. And it's serious, folks. You need to listen and see. Oh, my goodness. And this is not the only thing going on, you know. And by the way, uh, it, was it any coincidence that the, uh, I know you know the band ACDC. Uh, I know when I was growing up, that was quite a significant right. rock band I was shaking my head to. Well, it was in Bern a couple of days before the the uh, ceremony, uh, in, and Bern was sold out uh, in a stadium in Bern, Switzerland. And they were singing songs like Highway to Hell, Hell's Bells, Hell Ain't a Bad Place for Me. And in the concert, there's one witness there that revealed that a couple of the dignitaries who attended the ceremony were spotted putting horns on their heads. And if you know anything about ACDC, they are a devil-worship, devil-promoting rock band who's not shy about the promotion of Satan through music. And here we find some of these dignitaries were in this ACDC concert. Coincidence? Okay. Let, let know, me man. share something it's with almost, you about it's that. Almost let me share something freaky, about that. But <laughs> One uh, of the members you know, of the ACD, ACDC. Uh, when it comes out to the uh, open, that, that, in, that, in that extent, we need, to, we need to absolutely be aware of it. What do you think, let, Well, I need to, Let me relate this. Of the band ACDC, and yeah, sure, when I was young, I heard their songs uh, on the radio and probably jammed them, but I don't really even knew what the word said. But let me tell you this. I've seen an interview with one of the members. It's been too long since, uh, so I can't remember his name. But he was talking about how when he was playing the guitar, that it wasn't him playing the guitar, that he felt a spirit take over his body and do the playing for him. Back to you. Yes, yes. and, you know, Satan uh, comes in many faces and colors and styles. And I really believe, as I came out of that myself, brother, you know, I came up through the years. I was born in Southern California, and of course, my hair was quite long. And uh, you know, that's what we did. We took LSD and smoked pot, and that was a culture. That's just something everyone did. And along came, along with that, came Alice Cooper, and uh, you know, some very bizarre uh, rock groups uh, who openly sang about the devil. And you know, and I think today's kids are being inundated with, you know, this Marilyn Manson. I don't know if you've, you've heard of him or not, but there are a lot of them out there uh, that are, uh, the lyrics that they have behind some of these songs are uh, another manifestation and another influence. See, God gave you two ears and he gave you a mouth. 
And what you hear in your ears, and you, and, and I'm sorry, and he gave you two eyes and two ears. And he did give you a mouth. You're supposed to keep that shut most of the time. But the two ears is a clue there. And when you, whatever you bring through your ears and you see through your eyes will have a direct impact on your spiritual life, whether you're feeding it or whether you're destroying it. And uh, as I contemplate some of the rock bands that, that uh, some of them may have passed on, and, and a lot of them are still playing, and there are 70-year-olds out there acting like 20-year-olds. <laughs> I saw mm-hmm. Mick Jagger out on a stage here not long ago, and a guy looked rig- ridiculous. But, you know, <laughs> he was one to sing about Lucifer in one of his songs. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're still listening to this guy. So, you know, there's a lot of faces that Satan has to get to the youth, of the, youth of, the, of the world, and I don't know about you, but if you remember when uh, the Beatles showed up and then uh, uh, the, the music started getting darker and darker and Black Sabbath came up, Ozzy Osbourne and Motley Crue and all of these others, the world got darker and darker. And that is another way that, that the devil can grab a hold of, uh, of people through the influence of music. Uh, and I know, you know, that might sound a little legalistic and all, but I'm telling you, I'm, I know personally that uh, that had a direct impact on me, and I had to move away from that uh, when I finally received Jesus. I had I had about 300 classic um, uh, collector albums that I wound up throwing in the trash because I could no longer listen to that and be a Christian. So there are different faces of Satan. Another one uh, is through the, the, the transformation of uh, of coming into a church and into an angel's light and his ministers into ministers of righteousness. And I don't know about you, brother, but I, I'll tell you, I'm even seen through this tragedy that happened over in Orlando and what a tragedy it was. And I'm sure not going to pick on gay people. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, you know, everyone, everyone's going to stand before their creator, you know, and they're going to be judged by their works. And uh, I know what homosexual, uh, uh, you know, what it is to God. But I do also see that because of this tragedy, the religious leaders are coming out, and they are clasping hands with the gay, gay, lesbian, and transgender uh, community. And they're creating a uh, coalition, a a cohesiveness, if you will, uh, together, to show that the world has to get rid of hate. And uh, on the surface, it sounds so good. You know, we, we need to be loving one another. But when we're beginning to endorse uh, the gay community, and surely we have to have compassion, God bless those families of people who have lost their lives in that, that senseless killing uh, that happened there in Orlando. And, and some here has happened since uh, we last spoke, uh, Brother uh, you know, this stuff is going on. Uh, but, you know, it comes in all kinds of fashions and forms, and it comes out as something that's of love. And, and, and you know, and what we're doing is we're clasping hands with these, these uh, people, such as this, this satanic uh, uh, yeah, uh, ceremony here. Uh, there were religious leaders, Christian leaders, that were part of that, who uh, got in, in, in this tunnel and prayed with, with absolute pagans. And uh, I think it's high time that we begin to separate ourselves and stand up and be the light that we should be, because if a soul is lost to slavery, what good is it? It's good.
good for nothing but be cast out underneath the foot of man and be trampled on. And we need to be, be speaking out against these things. And another face that Satan uses is, is religious uh, uh, ceremonialism. And, and, you know, he's got one billion uh, under his control, uh, actually more, more than one billion, who feel like they can, they can go around and, and kill in the name of their God and, and blow people up. And, and, and this is becoming a, a very, very serious thing. And this is something we're going to have to contend with. And yet, at the same time, we know that these people need to be saved. We know that we need to be the exact opposite of the hate that they emanate. We need to be the people of love that, that can, can give them and show them a different way. But there are a lot of religious psychopaths uh, all over this world right now. And it's not just Islam. There's some uh, have radical Hindus that are, are going around and trying to push their religion on people. And, and I'm, you know, and they're, in fact, right up there in Westboro, uh, Kansas, there's, you know, a group, and it will stand out next yeah. to a funeral and say God hates faggots and God hates this and God hates army people. And, you know, what kind of message are we conveying to people? So, you know, we are in the middle of a lot of different faces of Satan. And he's, he's coming as a religious leader. He's coming as a, a world political leader. He's coming in the area of finances. And I'll tell you another thing that we better be uh, watching is now that uh, Great Britain has left the European Union, and I, I know you've been watching the, uh, the, the economy uh, of the right. world economic markets, are really shatter, shattering over this thing. There is going to be an elite of, uh, of uh, financial uh, elite that's going to get together and say, "Hey, you know, we we have a plan here," and it's going to come out. It's something very, very um, salvific. It's going to come back. You know, it's it's something that's going to save uh, save our economies and and help us to have bread and water. But underneath, there's going to be something very, very sinister. And so these things that Satan are putting together here, he's getting us to fight with one another, different religions to fight against each other, uniting with, with people that, that uh, might not be you know, up and above board, but we're clasping hands with them and, and letting them know how much we love them and which we ought to. The only way you're going to ever convert anyone to love the God that you serve in Yeshua is to love them. Right where they're at in life, and, and no ands, ifs, and buts about it, we need to them, love them unconditionally. And uh, that, that includes the, the Islam, and that includes gays, and all the other uh, faces that Satan is using to try to bring all this stuff put together. I, I don't know. What do you think, brother? Well, amen. I mean, you know, it's prevalent. Right. It shows the depravitation that the world's in. It's just uh, lower and lower depravity. You know, you may, let me make a couple comments. Number one, you, you pointed out Christian leaders. Well, you know, what good does, does dark, uh, does light have to do with dark? None at all whatsoever. Just like, and I will say it, just like Obama. You know, Obama says, I'm a Christian, but he doesn't act like a Christian. You should know them by their fruits. If they're not acting like a Christian and being a Christian doesn't, you know, they're not a Christian. Christian is a set-apart, a different person, and you can tell them by their fruits. You can tell they're different from the world. But if you're of, if you are a Christian and you're partaking in all of these things, whether it's a play that's about Satan or all these different things, or going to the concert where they act out devil things or whatever, 
you know, it's your salvation that's on the line because you're not supposed to be doing that. You know, it isn't, okay, I'm a Christian and just keep on doing what the world does. That's just not right in any way, shape, or form. And then we talk about these people up in Topeka, Kansas, that were saying, well, you know, God hates homosexuals. Well, doesn't he? Um, let's go with the other part. He said they're, they're mad at the military. I love our military, and I don't like particularly the way they, they, they do the message, but I can say this about that. Um, you know, there's a, Joshua had some problems when somebody in his, his army was corrupt and God uh, didn't let him win the war. Do you think that God's going to bless our army when it's full of uh, homosexuals, lesbians, and transvestites? Seriously, do you think God will bless them? I don't think he will. And so this nation is coming under judgment, as is the whole world. Back to you. Yeah, got absolutely, brother. And it's high time we take a look around us and, and begin to identify the methodology and the science of the occult and uh, the, the, the different ways that he manifests himself all around us. Uh, I want to, before we uh, quit, I want to say one thing, because I think it's, it's just a prime example of, of how we need to be careful of what we hear, especially when it comes to people who say they know the Bible and they, they, they know for certainty certain things, prophets, so to speak. Uh, there's a YouTube sensation on right now, titles, uh, I'll just name a couple of them, Why the World Will End Certainly on the 29th of July, 2016. Brother, we don't have much time, according to this guy. Uh, uh, why the Second Coming of Jesus? will be 100% on 29 July 2016. Oh now, this one says, shocking video by Wallace Shubate, and it has his name on there attached to it. Now, I, I don't know what that's all about, but uh, really? anyway, you might want to okay. check it out. Another one says, I, I want to ask you that question. End time prophecy on 29 July 2016. And then it says underneath, the Holy Bible distinctly describes end time end of days, end of humanity, end of the world events, in the coming last days. And what he's trying to say here is we are at that day, and, on, and the end of humanity and the end of the world will be on the 29th of July, 2016. Brother, um, when you go to look for the devil, look, look uh, for those people who say they, are, uh, they have a word from the Lord, too, okay? Yeah, amen. Okay, let me, let me go. I need to ask you a question. So you're saying Wallace Shubat put out a video that said that world's going to end on July something? Yeah, there are like 15 or 16 videos on YouTube, and it all uh -huh. says the same thing with different uh, titles. The one was Why the World Will End, certainly on the 29th of July, 2016. Why the Second Coming of Jesus will be 100% on 29th July, 2016. Shocking video by Wallace Shubat. Uh, Red Blood Moons. End Time Prophecy on 29 July 2016. I wouldn't look. have ever expected that out of Wallen. Okay, get, uh, it's time for us to go. Um, I'll check it out. Please give your website, and maybe we'll, I'll even have you come back on and talk about this Wallen thing. All right, give me the website, and we got to go. Absolutely. Uh, I'm at SureWordProphecy.org. That video that uh, I just gave uh, talked about is on my interesting and relevant uh, page. So go there and take a look at it. I want to warn you, there are uh, uh, a couple a couple places there. It's a little smutty. Uh, so uh, just want to warn you of that. Uh, but uh, it just is quite an eye-opener about what the, the devil's doing. He He's about ready to just break, break this whole thing loose. So uh, be strong in the Lord. 
in the power of his might, in the power of his might, brothers and sisters, in Jesus and Yeshua's name. Well, thanks so much for being on. I appreciate you. All right, be blessed, brother. Goodbye and shalom. Well, folks, the devil's out there running rampant. You know, you need to open your eyes and look. And the only way that you can tell what's evil is it's to read about what's good. Read your Bible. It is not outdated. Read it. It will let you know what's good and what's bad. That's what you need to do. You need to eat that Bible. You need to ingest that Bible. You need to make it part of you, your very existence, because your eternal soul depends on it. It really, really does. Get yourself straight because there's so much here and coming. And you don't know. You might be in the wrong place or maybe the right place and one of these malls or something blow up on you. Anyway, who knows? Pray about supporting Mission Church. But remember, there is only one God, and he is your father. He loves you as a son. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for your repentant sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, and through him and only through him is the way to the Father. And that's for all people. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name that you bless and keep them, and that your face shines upon them, and that you be gracious to them, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch. Audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR 2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR 2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. 
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Reverend Gal going to join us tonight? Uh, I guess uh, she could. We'd love to have her join because there's, you know, if if everyone wants to elect Hillary, we need to make them understand what women are. Because <laughs> Hillary, we're on the air. All right. Welcome, everyone. The song ended and we were talking about Hillary. We apologize. This is the Sulphur Hour on AmericanVoiceRadioNetwork.com. And currently, the only people who are on the air were the people who were talking, and I won't tell you that was because you'll call the FBI and all that stuff. But let me introduce this other fellow who's just flown in from Antares. His name is Adam Bergstrom. Sunsink Nutrition, or Solar Time, which is the correct one. Someone who actually wants to investigate other than your yellow fat. They go to solartiming.com. Solartiming.com. That's with an S-O-L-A-R-T-I-M-I-N-G.com. It's easy. That's it. The other one, sunsinknutrition.com, is a subscription, $99 forever uh, subscription. But if they want to find out information and see what we're about, solartiming.com. Well, the... um you know, I haven't. I really haven't heard you mention this word that this much when you talk about solar timing, and that's biology. Yep. Now, why don't you? Do, do you think that biology has nothing to do with it? Oh yeah. Well, I've been obsessed with it. <laughs> By the way, separate from yellow fat disease, fish contain a lot of glyphosate. Because they're actually, you probably heard Stephanie Seneff say this, they're actually spraying aquatic areas where they raise clams and various, uh, do various agua, aquaculture. But they use yeah. something called rodeo, which is really sneaky. Instead of Roundup, it's called rodeo. Because yeah. when they salmon fish, they call them rodeos. So that way, if you look up rodeo, instead of going to Monsanto's devious things, you'll go yeah. to fishing things. They're pretty sneaky. Well, they're they're sneaky because they don't know we care. You know, they don't know that there's some guy living across the street from Oprah and Ellen who's just devouring this poor internet. I just feel so f- sorry for the damn internet. <laughs> you know, between you and Stephanie Seneff and Anthony Samsell and some other people, I mean, th- come on, you know, give the internet a rest, kids. <laughs> You're on there too Though you joke about just having a few listeners I think you have quite a variety of listeners I know one from Korea Well, if they we know one from North Korea We have a study member from North Korea Yikes That's Yes trick. <laughs> And the mail went there <laughs> You know, it got there like they were a real citizen <laughs> <laughs> now I got it. Now I got it. Okay, it sounds like someone else has joined us. We just pulled another survivor off of the train wreck or the plane record. Who's joined us? Who's joined us? Who has joined us? Please. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, Captain. All right. All right. Dr. Richard L. Stump, Muncie, Indiana. What did you get another speeding ticket? I, I was speeding on this uh, this little iPhone. I got a new one. <laughs> I got four new ones in the last. <laughs> Two weeks. Did you get the seatbelts with that iPhone? Did I do what? Did you get the seatbelts that are an option for that iPhone? Well, I, yeah, I got a seatbelt on right now. <laughs> 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 you 
You know, I've had four comments about people saying, you know, I like what Dr. Stump asked. And I said, well, what was that? He asked, what was the date on the coin? I've had four people ask that question, or at least comment about it. Yes. And what's, uh, fun, yeah, what's funny you know, is I didn't October. hear it. You know, with the yeah, time I had, you said it, I had a long term uh, technological glitches where I didn't hear what was said. But our well, list, that's like our the guy that uh, he had leased for 10 years off, of, uh, off the guy that owned a, a place where I was working while I was on escape. And um, the owner said when he came in, he said, uh, the guy's wife came in. She said, he died, dropped dead in the parking lot yesterday. And she said, we're going to have a funeral in a couple of days. She said, well, before he gets out of that, before he gets out of that uh, lease, he, he said, bring in the, the evidence, you know, that he died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's why, hey, you, I know, thought, you know, when I heard about that, if it come out of her stomach after 30-some years, it had been an old coin. Yeah, really. You know, I mean, it was a 1998 coin. Why is she eating coins? Yeah, it'd be a collector's item, so to speak. <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, copper really, this is supposed to be a penny. Copper doesn't do that well in the stomach. Oh, no, it disintegrates. It disappears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I would think that what happened is she encapsulated that penny in her uh, descending large colon. And refused to give change. <laughs> I think she stuck it up after a little later on to make a good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we were going to have other people join us, and they'll join us when Frank gets a chance to drag him in here. But I was listening to uh, an interview. Who's there? Scott, who has the last track? Pardon? Scott, your laugh track. Okay, now let me introduce everyone to Scott Q, who is a tree watcher. He takes care of our trees. And when Scott and I were talking on the phone, he laughed at everything I said, so I asked if he would be our live laugh track. So if you hear a live laugh track in the background, and if Scott wants to say something, he can do that too. But if you're only hearing the live laugh track, it's a live laugh track. We didn't add it later, okay? Thank you, Scott. My now, well, the, I, I, I think I was trying to say something terribly important, but I don't know what it was. Um, except that, you know, why would we have a guy who watches trees on the show? Because the trees are where we get the sulfur. And everyone says, oh, no, you don't get it from trees. Yes, we do. <laughs> we know where we get it. <laughs> we get it from trees. And so Scott's going to make sure that none of our trees are taken away before we get a chance to utilize them. Is that correct? That is correct. absolutely correct. All right. And the uh, and I can't ne I can't remember Scott. How did you find out about us? Um, I was on the on the search for something that would uh, help me deal with lots of the environmental pollution that I was. The ex seeing and experiencing and watching affect people around me, and the deeper I dug, the more I came across um, sulfur. And uh, I sought you out and found you, and I'm glad that I did. Well, and you know, and time will tell whether or not it was a good choice on your part. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> I'm still alive, so I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Well, you know, and, and that's that's the way it should be. I mean, that's that's the way it should be. Uh, and um, we've uh, we may have uh, uh, our poster boy on later on. It depends on what happens in Nashville. But this is a young man. He's 85 years old. He goes by the name of Corky. That's not his real name, but we have to protect the innocent. And he's now been taking sulfur for about 10 days. And later on in the show, Frank will pay play Corky singing Nature Boy. Now it's the old Corky singing Nature Boy. It's not the new Corky singing Nature Boy. It's the old Corky, the old 85-year-old boy singing about Nature Boy. And, you know, what I think is fascinating about the song is Here's this 85-year-old man who's gone back to Nashville, either to you know to die or to you know become a rock star, and uh, he's the he's the little boy that's in the song. And he's also the older man, and the, and the song that he sings is uh, remarkable to me because the verse is the greatest gift of all is to love and be loved in return. I'm sorry, we're not doing that very well. No. <laughs> you know, we're flunking on that. I mean, even if the FBI doesn't think that Hillary was cheating or something of that sort, you know, we're not treating everybody very nice. That's right. And this cop stopped this uh, guy that was weaving and driving down a little uh, sort of dippy-like. He said, uh, I stopped you. He said, one of your taillights is loose. And, they, right. and he said, you were staggering. And the guy said, you're not too bad looking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and he shot him just because of that? <laughs> this must be a holdover from uh, down in Orlando where they were trying to get us mad at gays and Muslims. Now we've got a, 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 evidently a gay guy who's hitting on a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not you're not too bad yourself. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> but it ain't funny. You know, all lives matter. It doesn't matter what color you are. All lives matter. And and the thing that drives us is all children's lives matter. And you know, we we think may we may have tracked down the infamous Bo Grites, otherwise known as Rambo. Why do we want him? We want a reputation. We want to send out there somebody with a rep. You know, so that the people who abuse children, the pediatricians and the general practitioners, and the the children's protective services, and all those people who really harm children, are going to wonder if the stories about Rambo are correct. You know, because there's a lot of ways to die. And our kids, and we'll show you all the new ones. So the pediatricians out there, if you want to go and vaccinate, don't be surprised if I and some of the Yakuza, the Irish League, or the Cherokee Nation come by to remove your hands. You know, July 4th was the last day of legal vaccinations. Anybody who vaccinates after that day may find exactly what kind of harm we can do to your physical anatomy. No matter how much you stagger. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think the guy was that cute. (laughs) 
And I, I certainly don't think it's a reason that you end someone's life. You know, even if it is a bad joke, you don't, you don't, you don't shoot someone, and you know, just because they hit on you. Even if they were staggering, even if, they, if their light was loose. But the way the story I heard is, the guy said, "I have a legal carry permit, and I have a gun." That's what he told the officer first thing. Well, hey, that's why you have a carry permit, so you can carry. So, you know, as far as the Australians, we still are sending them five-pound river rocks. And so when they try to force them to get vaccinated so they can get their pension checks, they will use these river rocks to do great harm on those people who would try to force them to do anything. You know, this is if we've got Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton running for the chief office in the land, I'm sorry, God has a really good sense of humor. <laughs> and now it's up to us to see what he's laughing about and how we can turn it around so that all of us have an opportunity to live to our fullest ability. And we don't have some overlord with a whip and a, and a, a, a cattle prod telling us what to do. You know, people say, well, what's so wrong about being twice Irish? Well, just don't tell me what to do, and you're fine. Once you tell me what to do, now you're in trouble. You know, and same thing with, you can't tell a Jew what to do. Well, I'm part Jewish, and you can't tell a Cherokee what to do. He may do it. So, all you know, all, all of this, and I'm, I'm talking way too much, but I hope you understand that um, hearing Pauli Tomei want to take a, a, a sword to Richard Pan, you know, the senator, the doctor senator in California. Richard Pan ran out of his own office when he was confronted by Polly Tomei and uh, Andrew Wakefield, the defunct, defrauded British gastroenteritis who happens to be a handsome man. God, don't pick on a handsome Brit. How stupid. You know, all of our favorite actors are handsome Brits, and they go picking on this Andy Wakefield. Stupid, stupid, stupid. You know, so... If you know a pediatrician, let them know that if they want to go ahead and vaccinate, go ahead, but we may find them in a dark alley. And that may be the last thing they ever do. Go into that dark alley. All right, so now that I've shot my mouth off, and and someone else may have joined, John may have joined us, maybe not. Um, Adam's already here, Dr. Stump's here, and, and Scott hasn't been laughing loud enough. You have to laugh louder, Scott. I will do my best. Well, the, you know, the, but I want you to comment on what I said. You know, had you thought about your working with trees as far as our longevity? Yes, I mean, I, I think one one of the things that we we often forget about forests and trees is that that they're one of the main reasons that we're here. If we didn't didn't have them doing all the things they just do by being we wouldn't have the opportunity to breathe and we wouldn't have the opportunity to find places to live and have all the things that we have and enjoy all the, all the, the, the great nature provides us. And that's, you know, that's one of my driving motivations. I mean, nature provides us the, 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 the pathway to, to, to life, to be here, to be around, to enjoy all that we have. Okay. And you're not out working with the trees because you're a contract, right? 
Because I what? <laughs> uh, you're not a convict. No, no, no. Okay, I, I wanted to make sure that you weren't out being forced to work out there amongst the trees. I wanted to make sure that you were out there because you wanted to be out there. No, I wanted to be out rain, there. too. Right. Yep. Repeat, please. The trees bring the rain, despite the L.A. Times actually claims that the drought here in California is caused by too many trees and they need to get rid of them. When if you go back in books 100 years ago, many cities have brought back the rain by simply letting the trees come back. And then the rivers come, the rains come, and it all redoes. Well, they're so well, stupid know, here in California, they've eliminated all the trees. I'd like to know more about Scott here, what he's... Uh, what what he does, by the way. He doesn't hug trees. He, I asked him if he hugs trees. He said no. <laughs> trees don't care. So no, start, no, no only when do. I'm I'm very alone. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I work to protect the forests of the southern United States. It's a it's a region that's been just hammered by uh, industrial forestry industry for every product you can possibly imagine. Um, you know, first by Northerners that cut down everything as part of the Industrial Revolution. They left for a while and they came back and decided to turn them all into paper. And now they're doing something really stupid. They're cutting them down and shipping them over to Europe for them to burn for electricity. And we, you know, we just find more and more stupid ways to destroy forests rather than, as as you're suggesting, um, protecting them so that we we have rain and we have air to breathe and we can store this carbon so we can fight this thing called climate change and so that we can have wildlife and so we can enjoy and find respite in nature. So, Well, how long have you been uh, under the care of a psychiatrist? <laughs> uh, probably since the day I was born, but... <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you know, the, uh, most people would not consider what you say as valuable information because they're 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 in very very narrowed vision, and um, I guess the the best comment is this, when the people stop their car and they look at this vast forest and they wonder where are the trees. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the uh, I think the people in West Virginia are suffering the the ramifications of clear cutting and just you know cutting the tops of mountains off. Uh, and, and their general health is giving you a good idea of what's going on. You know, if you want to be really healthy, you can move to West Virginia or Utah. Both states will guarantee you die early. Right. <laughs> well, we, 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 we lead the nation in vaccines. We lead the nation in uh, new Mormon doctors. We lead the nation in divorce. We lead the nation in cancer. We're a pretty unhealthy lot because we don't, you know, we're, we're more interested in the economics instead of the health of it all. Yeah, and that, no, you're gonna you're gonna see you can see that with any any example of anything. It's 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 this this small group of people that have a high level of greed that will utilize every trick in the book that they can in order to profit off of people, off of nature, um, sell us things that we don't need, and it's it's just this this continuing series of blunders. And you know, it's it's time for a change. Well, and it it is that time. Uh, you know, it's 2016. 16 is the atomic number of sulfur. Does that mean anything? Yeah, it does. Uh, because that's double the atomic number of oxygen. And I'm sorry, even the trees that make our oxygen are dependent upon that same oxygen. If there's, you know, Adam could explain, 
Ray Pete says if there's not enough carbon dioxide flow, there won't be any oxygen flow. You know, we need, it, it, correct? We need, Is that the mic? We, we need both. Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, the uh, the oriental symbol of the chi is never supposed to be seen static. It should always be seen in motion. And if, and if we reach balance, and that's what happens. And when I was discussing with uh, Spike Jones at the radio station, Anthony Samsel sent uh, a list of the frequencies of certain minerals. What a nice guy. You know, when I sent it to Sal, and I sent it to Spike, and I sent it to Adam, and I sent it to, you know, because the math of the periodic table is where we haven't gone. That's that that's that one rendezvous, that one space out there. You know, once we get Flanagan back on the air, he'll say, well, no man has gone before. Uh, you know, or we'll get Shatner to do it. He's still alive. So, uh, you know, it's we just have to remember what we're made of. And we have to remember that man has no intent of allowing us to be continue to be made of that. But those people who have that attitude, we outnumber them. You know, and in almost every state in the union, a two and a half inch knife is legal. Boy, I can do a lot of damage with a two and a half inch blade. <laughs> I can take a person's heart out with a two and a half inch blade. So all those people who are going around messing with our kids, they don't know who we are. They don't know who just got on the elevator with them. They don't know this may be their last elevator ride. But if they reach out to another child and vaccinate that child against their mother's will, we'll be there. And your existence will come to an immediate halt. And there won't be any mercy for you because pedophiles don't get any mercy. And that was, I shared that information for the uh, House of, uh, you know, the Royal House of, of England. I don't care what your rank is, screw with one of my kids or one of my grandkids or someone I'm in charge of, and I'll end your life. No questions asked. Break, Tom. Thank you. We're going to break. For some reason, I'm not hearing the music. So, and, and you know, one of the songs we're going to sing, if not this one, is the day that the rains came down. Water is very important. The trees help us keep it. Till then, see you in five. The day that the rain came down, birds were born, love was born, and the young birds will grow, so our young love will grow, love, sweet love. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Yeah. 
On live, you know, we don't want. We've got the recording. You know, we, we may have him on live. We'll know sooner or later. I mean, it could be one of those things. Remember on the uh, on the um, uh, oh the Lemmings when they did the uh, thing and they wanted Bob Dylan to come on and Bob Dylan to come on. Uh, Corky will come on when he's ready. You know, when we figure out how to make all the phones attach and everything. Uh, and you know, will we have both rights on? I think we will. I think we will. Those people who don't know who he is, we'll look him up. Just look him up. It's okay. Um, so we were discussing how the trees affect the way we work. And here's the way it works. The trees break down the dirt so that God can make man. Remember, trees were here before us. And the trees break down the dirt so God can make man. That's how it works. Okay. So this is the American Voice Radio Network dot com, the Sulphur Hour Plus One. My co host is Richard L. Stump, M D, Muncie, Indiana. And joining us tonight are our laugh track, Scott Q. He's our laugh track and he's watching the trees. He's making sure that no one runs off of the trees. And then Adam Bergstrom has flown in again from Antares. <laughs> so the people who listen to us can say, well, why, why, why does he say that? And I say, because he's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just a host on a radio show talking about sulfur. I don't know all this stuff. So they'll have to ask, you know, how does how does Adam get away with not eating sulfur? I, if he does it, I, that's fine with me. You know, if, if if someone is, you know, I've heard people talk about breatharians. Have you ever heard about breatharians, Adam? Yes, I have. And you've probably known six or seven of them, right? 
Mm, one potential possibility. Otherwise, okay. no. <laughs> yeah, and when you when you catch them in a McDonald's, one, you're embarrassed that you're there in the first place, but you're more than embarrassed that you caught them in their lives. <laughs> That's not a hamburger. I'm just breathing. No, no. This is this is a. This is, looks like a hamburger, but it's not. This is actually air that's colored. It's this colored is air. true. Most people who claim they're breatharians, at least in this country, are not, and they have been caught in uh, in McDonald's. I even know the girlfriend of the most well-known one earlier, and she ratted him out to me. <laughs> <laughs> But then there's the curious fact of the yogis who have been buried for 40 days. I always heard the stories, but no one validated it. But then when I went yeah. back through the old books and the old records, the validations mm -hmm. there with the British Army signatures, the Raj of India, everything, and so many witnesses with a 24-hour guard over the tomb, and they dug this one guy out in 40 days, another guy in 30 days, and yeah. even someone in the British Army, which I'm trying to track down, actually right. mastered the technique, too. Well, if you go to uh, the Kalahari, you will find an interesting uh, fish. It's known as the lungfish. And uh, there are the 10-year floods uh, in the Kalahari. And at that 10-year flood, the, the 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 lake bed, the dry lake bed, it becomes liquefied, and the and the lungfish comes out and does its thing, and then goes back into the mud for the for the drought, and survives 10 years. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the we don't we don't we have no idea what amazing things we have around us. You know, I mean, it's like Scott. Living with the trees. Now he hasn't learned tree talk yet, but I <laughs> not yet. You know the uh, what you don't hear in it about anymore, and I know that you have some history with with these people, are the druids. You know, I mean, the, the druids were just sort of fanatical, and they and they prayed to their trees, they kissed their trees. Some of them tried to have conjugal relations with their trees. But they drank a lot. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm sorry, most most men I know would find that very irritating. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, this, it's this belief in something other than everything. You know, we can believe in this or we can believe in that. Well, we could believe in everything. I mean, if, if we believed in everything, wouldn't that make more sense that we wouldn't have to be disbelieving in anything? There's a lot of mysteries that our science has tunnel vision about. Well, our science has tunnel vision. It's called money. <laughs> that right. helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to go into science so I can be a poor, starving uh, scientist all my life. Hmm. No, that's not why they went into science. One, they don't, they're not good with girls. Uh, <laughs> and two, you know, they've, they've, they've ruined their brain by masturbating. You know, so I mean, hey, they're they're in serious trouble already. And only might, Ernest Borgnine, and only Ernest Borgnine would protect their right to masturbate. 
Masturbation might help a lot of those scientists, frankly. Give them something better to do. <laughs> hey, look, you know, if if, uh, if you don't give the sperm a place to go, they may go to your own brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, Neil Cassidy claimed he masturbated eight uh, every eight hours. <laughs> Who is this? Neil Cassidy, the beatnik that inspired Jack Kerouac to write On the Road. And the Dharma bums. Uh, well, uh, the uh, he also drove the magic bus of Ken Kesey's. <laughs> oh, they and uh, and the uh, Kesey and I have a, a, an interesting relationship uh, because he was a wrestler. Yes. <laughs> and the when the when they parked the uh, the uh, Kool Aid Acid Test bus in front of the LDS Temple, I'm sorry. They called out the National Guard. They had paratroopers. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to dose all of Utah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and in a sense they did, but they kept it quiet <laughs> enough so these people didn't understand that someone wanted to be happy. Right. <laughs> or is it a star drink? <laughs> he, was, he was quite attractive. <laughs> hey, next week you're going to have to practice um, Nature Boy because I think you're going to be accompanying uh, Corky when he sings it. Because evidently they're not going to call in because they're busy and, you know, hey, these guys are making music in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, it may be our lead into Willie Nelson. We know that Willie Nelson can become beautiful again if you take sulfur. It's going to be our lead into Glenn Campbell because Glenn Campbell will remember the music he wrote and sang, "I'm the Wichita Lineman." Um, we can't, you know, we can't bring Muhammad Ali back. But if we would have been able to reach him, he would have come back. So, you know, I well, guess it, I guess it's time. Go ahead, jump in there. I I can talk I, as long I, as you can. Know. I was gonna say I was gonna say I just just saw a story today about uh, Chris Christopherson um, who was uh, had dementia, and they they figured out it was Lyme disease, and they've been he's been working on treating that, and and he's getting his memory back. So maybe we can get him too. Wow. Well, why not? You know, I mean, Corky wants to sing a duet with uh, Tony Bennett. Now, I mean, I was trying to get Taylor, Taylor Swift or, you know, Adele, but he said, now I'm a Tony Bennett. All right. Oh, right. I like that. Uh, Patrick with Lyme disease. Yeah. He'd, he'd definitely be staggering. <laughs> <laughs> Devastatingly staggering. <laughs> I met a young lady named Amber today who was devastatingly staggering. Oh, my God, this girl was devastatingly staggering. And if we work, if we play our cards right, she'll be staggering for us. You know, we may have found our poster girl. We were going to use uh, that cartoon figure, uh, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> hey, I, I ran into a girl named Amber who puts Jessica Rabbit to shame. And you know what? She's smart. Oh, now this is dangerous. A smart, attractive well-proportioned, wonderful piece of human flesh. See, men think, that's what we think. You know, we think we see women and we see, we either see uh, wonderful, magnificent human flesh or we see, you know, or we see the nightmare that we, on Elm Street. 
And what we see is sort of the responsibility of the person who owns the body that's being seen. And, you know, and, and we, we drive it in everybody's mind. You've got to be beautiful. You've got to be beautiful. It's okay that we men can be ugly. I mean, Richard's growing a beard because someone said he was ugly, so now he's going to the bearded routine. He's 92, and you're growing a beard, Richard? Come on. <laughs> Hippie. <laughs> Richard's a hippie. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not staggering. There's no doubt about that. Well, you'll get more attractive. Don't worry. You'll get more attractive. <laughs> I mean, but that's... You know, that's you heard about the queer, Drew, the queer Drew, and he said, that tree is staggering. <laughs> Drew, yeah, Drew. I missed I missed the first three words, so I didn't hear yeah, one. Have you uh, heard <laughs> about the queer dude, Drude? <laughs> uh, Drude, he said that tree's staggering. <laughs> All right, now I heard. It. <coughs> Excuse me. They want that play. I'll, I'll work on that again. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, the uh, being that you know uh, Orlando is fresh in our mind and all that stuff. Um, a long time ago, and John hasn't joined us, so he won't follow up on this, but you made a comment, well, if we gave people who were gay sulfur, they would probably be more gay but straight. And, you know, and, and I'm not mulling that around, and, you know, that's, that's a possibility, because the people who are no longer attracted to the opposite sex have been damaged by the opposite sex. And they have no desire to go back there. Often their mother sometimes. Yeah, it, when you, <laughs> you take sulfur and you forget those traumas. You know, you forget those traumas. Uh, you know, if I'm in public, on occasion you have to touch people to get through the, through the crowd. And there's some people, the minute you touch them, they go into a hyper-fright mode. You just touch them. And when you see their face, you understand why they look like they look. I mean, that's what fear does to you. It makes you ugly, uh, ugly. And if we stop being afraid of anything, we stop being ugly. And then we stop hating each other. We don't care what our skin color is. We don't care who we voted for in the 1944 election. We really don't care. But we're going to care a lot for this election. And, you know, people say, oh, I'm not going to vote. You don't have to vote. You really don't have to vote. But I want you to stand naked outside the voting hall and say, I didn't vote. Big sign, say, I didn't vote. But you'll be naked. And so the people who don't want to vote can stand out with you naked. But the rest of us can vote. And, and we're, you know, Simon Crowell still hasn't signed off on this, but we're down to three cents a call. Every time you go and vote, you, you call American Idol and they register your vote. And he gets three cents. <laughs> he wanted 25 cents a call. We said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 25 cents a call. You know, if you give the Brits a chance, they'll bleed us to death like they were trying to do before we became a country. I guess there's no pretenders to the to the throne who want to protect the, the monarchy in that regard. All right, so uh, we need to get back to vaccines. The movie Vax, we, we have absolutely no financial interest in, is uh, becoming a blockbuster. Why? Because it's the truth. 
And is, what is the truth of? It's the truth of the fraud and the deception of the chemists and the FDA and the CDC. To make a few billion dollars, they would gladly sacrifice your children and your parents or you for the collateral damage. And even if vaccinations were valid, they have no business forcing people to get them, especially if they work. If they work, only the person who doesn't take the vaccination would be in danger. So it's none of the state's business. Well, no, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, when, you know, when Jerry Brown took office in California, he realized that they really had a horrible deficit problem. Because the clown he replaced had stolen all the money. You may have heard of him. His name was Schwarzenegger. Many of them hadn't, haven't. You know, they're led. This state is under the control of the Chicago mob, has been for a long time. They got all their money through the movie industry and through who got the land from the Japanese. You never hear that. The Chicago mob got it all. Well, I mean, they may have missed it. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, the... We, because of our association with uh, Geraldo Rivera, we've had direct contact with Al Capone beyond the grave, beyond the grave. Matter of fact, John Bellucci hooked us up with him. And, uh, you know, and, and Al just wants to make money. It doesn't matter who gets hurt. Oh, he said, I'm not doing anything that the president of the United States and the Congress is doing, he said. Well, exactly. I agree with he him. Just, he, yeah, he was just—he <laughs> was—he he was just making people. He wasn't giving them an opportunity to choose. See, I mean, there was there was a thing called goons. Have you ever heard of goons? We have them here too in the U.S. It's oh, we do. CIA, the NSA, and blah yeah, blah, blah. Everybody who's listening, I want you to—I want you to pay attention because this is something that we learned from the movie Star Wars. If someone comes to your door armed to the teeth with full riot gear, they may even have white stormtrooper equipment on, all you do is you move your hand clockwise from left to right, and you say to them, these are not the droids you seek, and move on. And they'll move on. Because they have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, these are not the droids you seek. I mean, come on. And you know we're 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 trying to get back in contact with uh, George Lucas, and you know these guys who sold out to Sony and, and to Disney. I mean we know that Dumbo can fly without a feather. <laughs> we know that just because they sold Mo the company. had a flying donkey. Did you know that? I did now. Yeah, Mohammed had a I flying donkey. donkey. I mean, I... Well, the then, people so maybe, versus. Maybe we... The People versus Muhammad is a new book that's just out, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Who's the author? Do you know? Yeah, Scheinman. P.K. Scheinman, spelled with a oh, S-H. Oh, the I-B-L-I-N. He's the guy who writes those scary books. Oh, my goodness. They tried to kill him. No, not that. No, that's Scheinman. You're thinking of Scheinman. This is a guy, this is a different guy. He's a psychiatrist. And anyway, oh, well, he exposed... And that, uh, and that's, uh, I, I hope the book sells good so he can quit his practice. Well, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And the Muslim has a fit. He just read the book, and he, he said they've been lying to us for centuries. He said, I'm, I'm not 
taking this. And then Nicholson comes in and says, you know, you hey, don't. I've got, I've, yeah, I've got an idea. Let's buy the rights to network. And if Albert Finney wants to play, he can play. If he doesn't, we'll get someone else to do it. And and we do the whole movie network from the point of the Islamic culture. Because if you think Al Jazeera doesn't lie to the Arabs, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Christianity has its own problems with the Inquisition. At least the Muslims never had that. Uh, they had a, a much briefer, quicker variety of it. Yeah, they had a short one. We had a long one. Yeah. It went on for pogroms for thousands of years, and the Spanish Inquisition was the worst. They killed everybody. Like, Hitler only killed uh, back three generations of Jewish blood, while the Spanish went back 12, or was it nine? Something like that. Well, it's because the, uh, uh, you know, what happened um, when the dispersion happened is the Jews ended up in Spain. My goodness. Now, how in the world could that happen? Same time, Christians were in Spain. You had these two raging factions that didn't even know each other existed in Spain at exactly the same time. And the Hasidic Jews from Spain may be the most radical of all the Jews I know about, and I don't know anything about Jews because I am one, so I don't know anything about them. Um, and you know, but some of the some of the results of the Inquisition you find in some of the rituals of the Hasidic Jews. You know, it's like they're practicing to get even. <laughs> uh, you know, but why? You know, that's ancient history. Uh, well, the Inquisition was uh, the Inquisition was run by the Jews. They were New York Jews. They weren't Hasidic Oh, yeah, that's right. If it was, they killed enough of the plain Jews while they were at it. Well, all you have to do is look at the Basque people in the Pyrenees. You know, the people who eat garbanzo beans. Hey, I, yeah, married, a Basque, I married a Basque terrorist, so I know about the Basques. Is she still around? No, she's long gone. This is a. This uh, do you, is a do you have an alibi? <laughs> okay, you have an alibi, brother. Yeah, we don't want the CIA trying to look you up for past death. Yep. Um, but I mean, were you not fascinated by this individualistic culture in the midst of all this other stuff? It's an interesting. Their brains are wired particularly different way too, and they have an amazing history of whaling and things like that. They were basically a seagoing people. Also, their brains are different than most people uh, in their focusing, the way their eye movements work, and they're one of the few languages that has a he, she, and it like English. Really? Very interesting people. Well, the, so do we have to blame them for all of our uh, pronoun problems? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, they don't have I mean, remember, hey, you're the, like English. Yeah, people. you're the yes, no, maybe guy. Yep. But, but what's, you know, what's in, in, amazing to me is... Uh, the Phoenicians made the boats that got to the Norwegians, which caused all the trouble in the Americas because the Indians didn't know who these idiots were. <laughs> and those same ships were adopted by the Basque to go whaling. The same, same ships that the Norwegians crossed the ocean with, the same ships the Phoenicians sailed around Gibraltar in. You know, there's also, there's a lot of evidence that the Iroquois landed in Europe before we ended up there. The Chinese, of course, beat us all. 
But that's why in if you go to Ireland, you'll find memorials to the Irishmen who sailed. One man made it twice to the United States in 862, the memorials there. But yeah. they don't tell you about the Iroquois getting there first and telling them where to go. Well, see, and the Iroquois didn't drink as much as the Irish. <laughs> That's how the Finns, by the way, ended up with sweat lodges from the Iroquois. <laughs> At least that's one yeah. version of history. We certainly shouldn't believe the one we get in high school. No, uh, the, uh, the interesting thing about it is we have some people who are involved in the current Lewis and Clark history project. And, and I said, well, look, you know, if you research what they said, once they re uh, approached the uh, land of the Klamath Indians and they hadn't sent scouts ahead to sort of let them know they were coming, they found themselves with arrows sticking in their bodies. Yep. You know how we tracked that expedition? Thanks to Benjamin Rush. Without him, they wouldn't have known the exact route. He, uh, he... Tell he me it's been... not... Tell me it's... Tell me it's not. Tell me it's not corn they left on the ground. Just tell me it's not no. corn they left on the ground. Mercury, <laughs> mercury medicine, calomel or whatever it was. He got. He gave them all. Loaded them up with that, and they took so much of it they left a mercury trail all the way to the coast. Really. Uh, a lot of people died earlier back then because of that type yeah, of medicine. Well, see, and we, and we, we, I had a, one of our Canadian fellows called and he said, well, how do we get rid of all the mercury? How do we get rid of all the fluoride? Oh, we sulfate it. And how do we sulfate it? Well, we add sulfur. Oh. And then we, then we can sulfate it, and then we'll go back into the standard cycle. You know, the mercury is there for some reason, I guess, so people can love gold. And I think we're about to go into break. <laughs> Am I hearing music that I'm not hearing? There it is. All right, well, we'll see you, see you in five. Go and load your flint lock, and we'll see you in five. All right. <laughs> Your love is 
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Welcome back. This is a Sulphur Hour Plus One on American Voice Radio Network.com. And uh, my co host is Richard L. Stump, Muncie, Indiana. MD. 92 years old, he says. He's, he could be lying, you know. And he's growing a beard <clears throat> so he can hide from all the girls. And then Adam Bergstrom is joining us from Antares again. I don't think you must have the best visa program I've ever never <laughs> travel that well. Without you know, and they probably don't even check your luggage. I'm telling you. Uh, Scott Q, who is the keeper of the trees, he's actually paid by someone to keep the trees. When people try to hurt the trees, Scott flies in on a winged cape of mercy and stops them. Yeah. Is that true, Scott? That is it, great. It, it is very true. <laughs> You know, what we're trying to do is, is get the entire Forest Service to adopt Mighty Mouse. <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be a great one. I think we'll get it. It's certainly you know, better than Smokey the Bear. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I love bears, but, you know, when did Smokey ever say, here we come to save the day? Right. I can't. I, I can't remember him ever doing that. Quite frankly, and that's no. what we need. You know, uh, people say, "Well, oh, Trump's crazy." Well, who hasn't been? I mean, we have a current president who doesn't know that no one cares what he says. <laughs> how how frustrating would that would be? You know, I'm the president of the United States, and they just don't give a damn what I say. <laughs> <laughs> How frustrating. You know, I mean, how would you like to be the, the, the king potentate and everyone ignores you? <laughs> right. Well, the, there's that small window between January 1st and whenever the next president is, 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 is uh, inaugurated. So maybe, maybe after, after New Year's we'll have some sort of great revelation. Well, no. What's going to happen for New Year's? And I've discussed this with a number of people, people who even play instruments. On New Year's Eve, Greenwich Mean Time, which means some of us won't have gotten there yet. But at Greenwich Mean Time, we will all start singing and dancing to the, exactly the same tune. And that tune may not have been written yet, but it will not have anything to do with economic servitude because we won't have it by the end of this year. It'll be gone because... People like Monsanto can't find a buyer, and Pfizer owns them, and they still can't find a buyer. And people like the vaccine manufacturers, including Pfizer and Merck and all those people, you know, if they can't force us to buy their crap, they'll go broke. I mean, that's the first rule of economics. Don't make something they won't buy because you'll go broke. Now, they've already made what we don't want, so when we tell them no, they'll go broke. And I feel so far, so sorry for that Kenneth C. Frazier, who's the CEO of Merck and his $53 billion a year salary because he saved the company from Vioxx, and pretty soon he'll have to give it all back. Illegal fees. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see him panhandling. <laughs> well, you know, we've got a, a, a part of our movie series where the uh, Koch brothers are in their Rolls-Royce convertible under a viaduct begging for food. <laughs> now, is that fitting? <laughs> you know, it's just, hey, it's just theater. Who can get upset about that? You know, 
And we and we have been saying for a long time that if, if Dick Cheney would take organic sulfur twice a day, he'd become a nice guy. He's never called, but we know we're right. You know, we talk to girls that put Dick Cheney to shame. You know, if you want to run into someone who can just make you feel like nothing in two seconds, I'll give you a phone number. <laughs> what, what, she what, doesn't what care who you are. I, I, I just keep I keep I keep wondering about the the sound of that song that we're all going to be dancing to. That's what that's what's got me curious. Yeah, I keep I well, always get drawn I get I get drawn back to uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and the the, <laughs> uh, the, the the you know the music that they created and 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 what that did for creating world peace. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm sorry. That didn't work. <laughs> we don't know what you know. We don't even know what world peace smells like. I mean, I know what death smells like. I'm sorry. I, well, I know what death smells like. I've been around dead people all my life, and you know so. Uh, when you can get away from the stench of death, sometimes you can smell the flowers. Sometimes you can smell the flowers. And that's, that's our program, is let's get back to smelling the flowers instead of killing each other. Now, tell, who, who can argue with that? Well, I, 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 had, yeah. uh, I think I had Sharon make some garlic cookies, put a little garlic in the cookies. She said, yeah. I never heard of that. Well... This little girl tried one of the first ones, and I, I broke a piece off and said, see how you like that? She says, hmm, she said, that don't smell good. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of being a kid, uh, and we, we used to go, go on vacation at, at a lake in, in Massachusetts every year, and there was this guy who loved to fool the children by uh, making what he called Spanish peanuts and and we, we, we fell for it every time and there, we reached this point where we actually wanted to fall for it because it was so good but he would deep fry garlic and make it look like peanuts and say oh you got to try these Spanish peanuts and at first it was like oh this is terrible and then you get to this point where you're like oh yeah do it again do it again I want to try it again. <laughs> well you know the uh there's a lady in Massachusetts who's a, an avid bridge player, and her name is Margot. And because of Margot, there's a lot of people who understand what sulfur is because of Margot's bridge punch. And Margot's bridge punch is two tablespoons of organic sulfur and 32 ounces of water, a teaspoon of real uh, maple syrup from you know the Northeast, and a teaspoon of her constituted lime juice, and her bridge club has been coming to play bridge for the last nine years, three times a week, 10, 12, 15 hours a day, and they have no <laughs> idea they're getting dosed with sulfur. <laughs> now, should we call the FBI and the CIA and tell on this lady, hey, she wants to play bridge. <laughs> you know, her, her husband's dead, she wants to play bridge. She doesn't have a boyfriend, she wants to play bridge. Uh, yeah, I, there are worse things you can do in life than play bridge. Right. But that's what that's what winds her clock. And you know the um, you know being that Adam lives across the street from Oprah and Ellen, 
um, and and Oprah is is uh, who I think is a beautiful woman is is doing her best to not do that well. Hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think she's going out of her way to look frumpy because you know that because she can get away with it. Uh, but I I'll go back to this this pretty young lady that I met today, Amber. I'm sorry, she has what is necessary to get the attention of men. All of her parts are in the right place. They're the right proportion. They're very, very muscular. And when she walks, you're sure that there are chipmunks fighting under that dress. <laughs> Just, uh... You know, I mean, that, 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 and now hold on a minute, you know, that, that's really what sort of motivated our whole existence is pretty girls. Um, you know, ask a squirrel. Yeah, well, hey, she's the prettiest squirrel I know. You know, I mean, we, we men are that, we're that shallow. Oh, my God, we're that shallow. Well, guess what? I get a chance to ask all the girls who call me to order sulfur, what attracted you to your man? Anybody want to vote on what they attracted them? No votes? No. Their butts. They like their butts. They had cute bottoms, and now some of them don't have bottoms at all. But they picked them for their butts. They didn't pick them because they were good conversationalists or good, you know, that what first attracted to them is they had a butt. They actually had a fanny. Now, these are average age 77-year-old women, and they're telling me they're looking at boys' butts. Oh, come on. You know, get serious. <laughs> well, you, you, you need some sort of motivation for us to all dance, right? Um, we're easily distracted. Uh, but if you can focus on what's going on, then we're not so easily distracted. Uh, you know, and I, I'm sorry, this young lady didn't distract everyone, but then they weren't paying attention. I was paying attention. That's my job. I pay attention. Uh, you know, and the, uh, we haven't, I mean, if, if Corky is our 85-year-old poster boy, then Amber, Amber can be our unknown-aged poster girl. And if she never gets older, well, shucks, that won't be a bad thing. You know, I mean... The, there, there are women who don't age. Uh, Adam, if you, uh, you you must know some of these women. You've been married to some, most of them. <laughs> this is possible. I mean, I don't, I don't really think you ever took one of your wives out in the desert and left her staked out because she'd gained too much weight. I don't think you would do that. No, I would. But they, yeah, but they left you, didn't they? Mostly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, if, if in the case of an alien, they have to really m go by more than just your butt. <laughs> you know, they have to know something about the culture. They have to know that the sandworms really do are the source of the, the melange so we can <laughs> travel through space. You know, I mean, that's a, it, some of these things are so easy and yet so hard to conceive of. Well, the Eskimos rub noses, you know. Yeah, if you want to freeze your pee-pee off, you stick it out there in 25 below zero. Go ahead. 
<laughs> you know, your nose is a bad, your nose is protected better well, than your other that's when they're in the igloo. That's when they're in the igloo. <laughs> I don't care, it's still cold. <laughs> you know, we, we're fortunate enough to have true Inuits in the study. And they're no longer diabetic. And they're no longer eating the crap that the government wants to give them. And we won't say that they're uh, whaling because we wouldn't say that. Uh, but, you know, this, it's, it's interesting that a culture can survive on the non-yellow fat of whales. Because tell me, Adam, that's not, that's not yellow fat, is it? A lot of it isn't. <laughs> And the you know, but uh, once you process it enough, you can probably make it yellow. <laughs> By the way, the question the question I was asking is, you know, when people think about polyunsaturated fats, they have no idea what it means. So when someone goes in the store and they want to add an oil to their diet, there probably are a couple of oils that you would say, ah, oh, nay, 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 nay. And if you would tell us what those are, then. The members of the people who contact me say, what oils are you talking about? I say, I don't know. I'm not an alien. Well, particularly fish oils. It's hard to get yellow fat disease from other ones. You can get it from flax oil. Uh, But the most active are DHA and EPA. Those are the ones that are easy to get. In fact, a carp, a carp fed anchovies within 16 weeks can have terminal yellow fat disease 16 weeks on a pure anchovy diet but the uh, first of all that's like the prince and the pauper because you know carp are bottom feeders and for them to get hands on on anchovies is not fair yep and see it's unnatural that's the point you know they uh, yeah. they when 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 i was the first time i ever was out on a big boat on a quote big lake was utah lake and they had to bring this big boat out from the mooring down a narrow, you know, channel way. And as we were doing so, I looked down, and here were nine-foot-long catfish. <laughs> now, they're not there now. You know, they had to get rid of them, scared everybody. Uh, I don't think a catfish has ever eaten a human. <laughs> by, by the way, I made a mistake. I meant uh, carp, excuse me. but Carp. Carp. Yeah. C-A-R-P. Carp. C-A-R-P is what I meant. Yeah. I got mixed up. I yeah. got my fish mixed up. <laughs> but even well, but fish can get yellow fat disease but because yeah. they feed them unnaturally. Rather than give fish well, a choice yeah, I mean, now, they put them in you know, aquaculture, and they give them what they're going to – whatever man thinks that the fish is going to eat. Did, and did I hear you right? EPA is one of the, one of the yellow fat disease constituents? Yep. Now, you're going to find, if you go on the Internet and just look up DHA, EPA, and stuff like that, you're going to find nothing but good things, uh, unless you really look hard. But when you put yellow fat disease in quotation marks, you're going to find a whole different story. You're going to find that you can't get it without omega-3 fatty acids, and particularly what are called the, uh, the long-chain PUFAs. The long-chain PUFAs are EPA and DHA. And now... You can also get it from just plain uh, microalgae DHA, and all microalgae DHA is biotech, all of it. There's no exception to the rule. In fish, it isn't at least, 
But the point is, it's just plain old DHA is the poison, so it doesn't matter whether it's biotech or not. But I mentioned the part about biotech because a lot of people don't like to have biotech ingredients in their organic food, and the FDA has approved it, even though in the statement, which I can send you, they say that it causes SIDS, crib death, it causes a whole bunch of other problems, but they approved it anyway. Now, why would they approve it with that statement? I have the statement here in the link where it's you know they publish legal papers like that on the internet yeah and i've quoted it and uh i have that quote it causes about six diseases sepsis all of that yet they approved it but you want to hear something really humorous yeah yeah we love humor we love humor go ahead this is humorous originally the uh the few oil cartel companies petitioned the fda to put dha into that it was necessary for the brain so it could be put in pasta, candy, uh, about a hundred, hundreds of ingredients actually. But the mm-hmm. FDA said, yes, it's necessary for the brain. Now get this, this is true. It's necessary mm-hmm. for the brain, but because we don't know if it's good or not, you you can put, you have to leave the DHA out of it. So they put the fish oil for the DHA that has no DHA and it's in your cookies and candy, so you're safe from the DHA at least. Isn't that peculiar? <laughs> well, yeah, but you're, you're not you're not safe from the. This is, it doesn't produce a complete biological reaction. Yes, and what is in if the DHA is in there? What the heck is it? You know, that's my question. And, and, what, well, and what's the what's the impact of sulfur on the on those biotechs? It actually helps. Uh, well, it it helps biotech. It helps glyphosate and a lot of other things. It allows them to be broken down and eliminated. You know, the interesting thing about where does a pine tree poop, I don't know. But a pine tree poops somewhere, <laughs> probably in the soil. And, you know, the uh, but this whole idea of these things that are not biologically bioavailable, they're, they're bio, there's something that's missing that doesn't allow them to fit into the cycles. Um, you know, when they get crazy uh, and, and they start spraying all kinds of things on crops, sometimes the trees next to those crops don't do that well. You know, they've been poisoned. And, 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 and what man's trying to do is poison us all just for the sake of a buck. Now, you know, and, and, how, do we, and how do we stop man from doing that? Well, we say no. We say no. There's a, we want to vaccinate your child. Say no. And carry a really big gun. If you don't have a really big gun, carry an old sword that you got hanging around. If you don't have a sword, get that bow and arrow. Get that two and a half inch knife. Yeah, two and a half, two and two and a half, two and a half inch knife. It works just fine. And you know, it's because it's your right to defend your child's freedom to be healthy. And no vaccine is safe. No vaccine is safe. You don't have to listen to me. You can listen to Dan. Or, uh, Andrew Molden, but he's dead. But his research proves that every vaccine brings a cause of harm, causes harm. Maybe they'll become autistic, but now you got a droopy eyelid. You were a pretty girl, now you got a droopy eyelid. What are you going to do? You know, what happens if your left nipple gets funny? Well, that could be the vaccine. What happens if your whole, if your whole family has a, a bone disease? That, could, if, that may be from a vaccine. And, you know, we don't know. We're trying to find that out. We're trying to do a little research into these things. So far, every, so far has addressed every single thing that's come through the door. 
you know, including really severe craziness. I mean, one, I'm here. But, I mean, people who really get locked up often, you know, hey, they they're seem to be doing fine on sulfur. And then there's this, and, and, there's, there's this whole, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, and no, there, there, the, one, the, ones that, the ones that get me is, you know, you, you, we're, we're talking about uh, a little bit about this biotech stuff and the things that they're adding to our food and the stuff that's being sprayed in the air and these, you know, mysterious illnesses that are, people are having. It's, it's just, you know, that's, that's, all, that's the one that always gets me is, 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 is how, do we, how, do we, how do we fight back against these, these things that we don't even know we're being poisoned with. Well, you put sulfur in your diet and all those things that you don't know about end up in your poop. I mean, you know, Beauchamp wasn't too concerned about the pathogens. If your terrain is healthy, it doesn't matter what they throw at you, even if you're drunk and Irish. <laughs> you know, if, if your terrain's healthy enough, then you're going to ward off all these pathogens. Oh, we're going to die of the measles. No, we're not. But we may die of the vaccine. Oh, we're going to die of, 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 of cervical cancer when we're 11. No, we're not. You know, and our study members aren't dying of any cancers, nor are the cancers advancing. Because cancer is a lack of oxygen. And that's all sulfur does is transport oxygen. So, you know, 2 million study members, average age 77, and the girls tell me they're moist. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if you think that's funny. I think that's funny. They don't know who I am. I could be a serial rapist, and they tell me they're moist. And then Stump offers to fly out to ha help Annie. I like that one. And I think we'll have Annie on next week's show because she's been doing some testing and stuff. And who knows, she may be pregnant. She may be, who knows. And, you know, the, uh, in spite of the fact that the, that the town fathers of Hamlin never liked the kids, that's why they never paid the piper, and that's why the kids were taken away. The, the, the town fathers didn't like the kids. And the entire United States government and the, all the governments of Europe and all the governments of the world, they really don't like the kids. They can say they like their kids, but they don't like their kids. So the only thing we can do is drive the town fathers of Hamlin to Jamaica, where we know they do voodoo. I mean, that's, they're going to have to flee. We're going to say no enough that they're going to realize there's no money to be made here, and they'll go running someplace like to Jamaica, not knowing they could be a shocking head. But... Um, Pardon, Richard? Break time. Oh, it's break, break time. time. All right, we'll see you in five. Y'all come back now.
back She didn't want him to go They said he had to do his part Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call 
discount gold and silver trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back, welcome back, before all the applause, welcome back. Uh, that was Neil Young singing The Needle and the Damage Done. Now, anytime someone sticks you with a needle, that's assault and battery. Keep that in mind. This is the American Voice Radio Network.com. We are the software hour plus one. This is our last half hour this week. We have to go away after this last half hour. So if you want to call in, it's 1-800-932-1980. About the only thing I can think about that's wonderful about 1980 is our phone call and phone number. So Richard L. Stump is my co-host who has joined us. We have Adam Bergstrom from Antares, and we have Scott, the tree watcher, the, the protector of the trees, who's calling us from somewhere. We're not going to tell anybody where he's calling from because it could be he could be in danger. He's a tree watcher. So everyone, please say hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. Oh, I like that. Was a, what, that was very very good. Thank you. Uh, something you know, something came to mind. The uh, the song that we ended the last set with is David Clayton Thomas, uh, you know, former rock star, who is still singing. Uh, you know, he could join Glenn Campbell, who could remember what his songs are, and he could have joined Willie Nelson, who could remember why he sings. Uh, you know, and because it's the music that's going to win us back. I mean, we're going to we're going to we're going to defeat the evil ones with music. We tried to do it in 60, you know, when the Vietnam was around, but we were hippies, you know, and we were smoking bad dope, and, you know, we were, you know, we thought we had to start a fight. <laughs> we didn't know all we had to do was take their money away, and they'd go away. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, the people who make tanks, if we don't buy their tanks, they go away. You know, the people who make the B-1 bomber, if we don't buy their bombers, they go away. If the people who make our vaccines and our drugs, if we don't buy them, they go away. How hard is this? That was a question. How hard, how hard is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the uh, next week I, I believe that we will have Corky Threlkel. I think I'm getting his name right finally after all these years. Uh, who will be on. If he's not going to sing for us, that's fine. Because if you go to YouTube and pull up his uh, Nature Boy, you also can hear him talking about life, you know, in the real world, he's 85 years old, sort of on his own. And uh, but there's you know there's 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 a certain amount of youthful energy in this old man, this old man. Well, he's been taking sulfur for about 10 days, so he's not an old man anymore. And you know the uh, it'll be interesting because as as he continues in his progress, we'll hear the difference in his voice, we'll see the difference in his face, because we've got videos of him. And you know, and I I was telling him about all the impresario tricks we're going to get, like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, and he said, well, what about how about Tony Bennett? <laughs> <laughs> What a smart guy. <laughs> 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 
who wants to sing with a bunch of girls when you can sing with Tony Bennett? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like singing with the girls. It's okay. I'll sing with the girls. You know, and eventually we're gonna we're gonna get this amazing song that comes out of it. And uh, when Scott was mentioning, you know, what is that song going to be? Well, the song that it could be is Grease. You know, uh, this anthem for uh, uh, outrageous behavior, independent thought. You know, it's a, it's a musical comedy, Grease. Okay, but if, when you listen to the words, after they get through saying Grease is the word, you hear they're talking about sulfur. Oh, son of a gun. So we may have to have these guys redo the song and replace grease with sulfur. Or we'll find some, you know, uh, boy band who wants to do it. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, you know, we we could all be dancing to that same tune on New Year's Eve Granite and making war no more anywhere. Not in Somalia, not in Somalia. All right. All right. We must wait. We're getting a funny feedback. Is that Everyone say hello individually. All right. Adam, you, or Adam, you say hello. Hello. Okay. Scott, you say hello. Hello. Richard, you say hello. Hello. I think... I think that the world is is haunted. Because I know that I wasn't the only person who heard that other voice. I heard it too. (laughs) Well, but see, sulfur even makes the bad demons go away. You know, and, and why would I say that? Because I talk to people who have been afraid of something all their life, and now they're not afraid of that something anymore. You know, does that make any sense? You know, since you were a child, you've been afraid of something, and now you're not afraid of that anymore. Well, that's like that uh, man Satis. He married a, a female masochist. On her wedding night, she said, beat me, beat me. He said, no. <laughs> I dated her sister. <laughs> <laughs> now you know by the way uh, you need to practice nature boy for next week Richard can I trick you with my high voice <laughs> no you can use your harmonica you silly duck <laughs> I'm sorry I'm harmonic I'm die and it's been buried for four weeks it's not out of tune Instead of composing, it's decomposing. <laughs> well, I, you know, if, if for some reason it doesn't work by next Thursday, that's fine. Uh, Corky's offered to sing the song a cappella. <laughs> oh, really? Now, yeah, oh, really? You know, the, the, <laughs> I know that in your eyes, he's just a punk kid. Okay. <laughs> Who? Who speaks Corky. that one up? Yeah, you know, one day, 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 one
organic yeah. soft food. But bone mm-hmm. broth is from the essence of the bones of the marrow. And the Indians really? loved it, you know. The Indians always had a bone broth kettle going, always. Right. And you probably know well, about that. Yeah, it kept the, it, the, the bone broth kept the Republicans away. Yeah, it's a Trump deal. <laughs> well said. Yes, you know, now, yes. I want everyone to realize that this is not a man impersonating a 92-year-old man. This is a 92-year-old smart ass. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been awaiting a call for vice president because my name is Stump. And it would go real good with Trump. Trump and Stump. I like that. I would, you do. I mean, are you that stupid? You want the job? I would stump. I would stump for Trump. <laughs> well, you know that isn't a job. That's a license to steal. <laughs> well, I know, but we know that you wouldn't do that. Heavens no! I got so much money I can't hardly move. <laughs> Richard, I told you, you know, you can't carry all the gold in your pockets. Your pants fall down. <laughs> Who said you can't? The Pharaoh did. <laughs> I know, but he didn't wear pants. If you remember, the Egyptians did not wear oh, pants. Oh, I don't know. I never checked him myself. <laughs> I think the Pharaoh no, you know, all, all, this, all this levity is important because of one serious actor. You're right. You know, you're right. Now we, we've got, we've got uh, about eight or nine minutes before Franklin has cut the cord and we're no longer there. Well, they say that there's China is full of yellow fat. I just wanted you guys to know that. <laughs> well, I know, but you're Chinese. No, I'm not Chinese, but it's full of you yellow. You are, too. I checked your I checked I your I treated for two years. Chinese. I treated for two years before I found out he was a Chinaman. Well, I, that happens a lot. But here's, yes, here's the so. point I want to make. Uh, you know, we're we're going into that quiet period where we don't have vi- we don't have vice president. Where we have Hillary has a vice presidential candidate, but um, no, no, the Trump doesn't. That's right. And you know, uh, yeah, and, and, and we're we're not we're not going to try to coerce Bo Greitz into wanting to be vice president, but we're going to try to come up with someone that by, Bo Greitz knows who's that stupid. Yeah. Who may be a patriot? You know, there's a, there's a, we have this patriotism all confused. The patriotism is to freedom. That's what the Constitution's all about. It's not that we have blind allegiance to some guy who's in charge. No, it's the Constitution. And vaccinations are against the Constitution. And telling you what to do is against the Constitution. And we outnumber them. And if we're all healthy, then them will go broke. And then the Koch brothers will be under the viaduct begging for food, and the uh, uh, and the and the guy who, Silverman who made all the money from blowing up the uh, World Trade Centers will be run over by a kitty car, and maimed by a kitty car, driven by one of the you know the people who would have had a parent except they died in the in the Twin Towers, but they'll run over him with a kitty car numerous times to make him die, and that's justice. Um, Paul A. Offit really would be careful about getting on an elevator because he doesn't know who we are. And, you know, a, a two-and-a-half-inch blade poked in the neck is very effective. And Richard Penn in California 
I'm sorry, I wouldn't get on the elevator with anybody, dear Dr. Pan, and especially a mother of an autistic child, because she may castrate you before she cuts your throat. Those people who think they can get away with this are out of their minds. And, you know, they're, they're ornery people like me who are going to make sure that, you know, when we do some, what they would call a false flag, there's going to be real blood. By the way, what is uh, De Niro doing now? Is he making some kind of a video? I don't, I don't know. You know, he made uh-huh. the most profound comment of all. They, they, they voted to pull the, the, the movie. He didn't do that. He yeah. just was one of the establishments of the thing. I yeah, saw him interviewed about it on TV, and you could tell he was steamed about uh, oh, yeah. the movie being pulled. So I just, but I heard something he was going to make some kind of a documentary of his own. I don't know if that's true. I saw it on Facebook. Of course, everything well, we see you know, on Facebook is true. <laughs> he may, you know, he, he may. But remember, the man's an actor. The man's not a producer. The man's not a director. The man's an he, actor. He probably has enough money to be a producer. A lot of them are <laughs> once they get enough well, money. Yeah, and, and here's the saddest thing of all. His son is autistic. Yeah. There's the sad part. You know, well, we don't want to listen to some actor who's got an autistic child. Hell, that's Stallone. There are a whole bunch of them have autistic child children. And we think they can all come back. We're that dumb. We think they all can come back. Every one of them. And our oldest child, you know, he's about to turn 56. He's been taking self for over a year. And he still doesn't communicate. He's potty trained, but he doesn't communicate. Now, how would you like to be the 81-year-old mother of baby Huey? And what did she ask me when she called? Who's going to take care of my baby when I'm gone? Well, who caused her baby to be a baby? Let's find that guy, and let's see if he wants to pony up the money to take care of baby Huey. You know, it's... No one has to hurt to get hurt. No one has to bleed. We just have to stop lying to the mothers. You know, lie, lie to a mother in front of me, and it'll probably cost you your life. Because I'm just that obnoxious of a bastard. And, you know, are they going to put me in jail? I don't care. I've been in jail before. Food's horrible, but, you know, the, the folks aren't all that bad. <laughs> They're just criminals. <laughs> just like you and me and just they like got all most the of the wrong criminals locked up <laughs> well they you know they, they've got the uh the criminals that were not educated in how to cheat the law you know they don't know what a well-paid mouthpiece is and uh you know and, and we have some well-paid mouthpieces in the study now are, are they going to increase the amount of pro bono they were due i don't know but are they going to take advantage of someone? I don't think so. Because Sulphur doesn't let you do that. There was a movie with the, the crazy guy, you know, Liar, Liar. Well, it, it appears that when you take Sulphur, you can't lie. How about that? You know, even if it's to your advantage, just a little white lie, you, you can't get it past your, your teeth. <laughs> You know, how could I make that statement? Because I've talked to two million people in 17 years. And they're all alive. And most of the dogs are still alive. And the birds are still alive. And the snakes are still alive. <laughs> well, how about, uh, Patrick, how about telling fables? Is that lying? No, no. A fable's not a lie. And okay, I, had, I heard a fable. I heard that Christ had a 
a black tomcat named Thomas oh, Aquinas. <laughs> no, that tomcat was named Doubting. Oh, Thomas Aquinas, the, the uh, Catholics love him. Well, um, there were a lot Have of... you ever heard that Catholic. fable? About the no, I hadn't heard that one about the uh, about the tomcat. I hadn't heard that. I, 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 most people do. <laughs> I made it up. I've been on sulfur for oh, well over a year, and it, I made that it's up. Time to, it's time for you to start cartooning again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, we can get your cartoons posted on one radio network. I bet. I bet. I bet we'll ask. You know, because they have a, they have a, you know, they have a picture program. They you can put little pictures. Oh, really? Have, yeah. I bet. Well, I'll, I'll, draw some, I'll draw some up. Well, the uh, two of the ones you mentioned tonight would make great cartoons. That's a good story. Sir, do you know that you're staggering? Sir, do you know that you're staggering? Well, you don't look bad yourself. <laughs> and and he got shot over it. <laughs> and you know, and and what's the hue and cry? Black lives matter. No, all lives matter. Scott's here representing the trees. Do trees' lives matter, Scott? Do trees' lives matter? Yes, they do. All right. See, even trees' lives matter. And uh, I think it may be in Connecticut, maybe someplace else, where a woman who was abusing her dogs, and the town fathers sued her. And she said, I can do anything to my dogs I want. And they said, no, you can't. They're sentient creatures. So you can't do anything you damn well please to them. And I, you know, and I know they made a movie about this lady. Her name was Corella DeVille. <laughs> hey, next week we will have the famous Cruden Ramon on. I don't think he's master of the periodic table, but he is. An, he has some information that we must know. And you know, and before we go off, if you haven't seen Vax, you don't need to. It's just about fraud and deception. But the fraud and deception is against mothers and children. Fathers don't count because they don't care. But mothers care about their children. Have you noticed that? Go into the forest and try to steal a bear cub from a mama bear. Go ahead, try. Try, you know, and, and yet we do it on a state level all the time. The you mentioned about the SIDS. When I was in jail for 157 days, I met 29 men who were in jail because of a shaken baby syndrome. Now they don't have any reason to lie to me, even though everyone lies in jail. But they didn't shake the baby. The baby had a vaccine. And the baby died. And the convulsions made the baby look like someone had shaken it. So while some pediatrician is at the uh, country club trying to make time with his partner's wife, these guys are in jail forever. Life. Because some pediatrician gave the child a vaccine and the vaccine and the child went into convulsions. They called Child Protective Services. They arrested the father. They arrested the mother. They took the other children away. And they locked them up forever because it must be that way 
they're evil parents. No, Child Protective Services are evil. If they come to your door, shoot them. Don't ask questions, just shoot them. And, if, and shoot them, once they hit the ground, shoot them again. Evil, evil, nasty, nasty people. I, you know, I hate to sound bellicose, but I'm sorry. I don't like bullies. And I'll always get right in the middle of a bully and somebody else. It's been my life's journey, it seems. And I've been pretty fortunate, because when I ask the bully, is this a good day to die, they, they know I'm serious. See you next week. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Scott. Next week, we'll have a whole bunch of people, maybe. Till then, happy trails. Blue skies and green lights. Dolly ho. Thank you. Keep those trees in the air. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. 
$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. What they say, a little 
right. Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Thursday, July 7th, 2016, and it is almost seven minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time because, well, Pacific time is the center of the universe, so that's all that really matters, isn't it? Anyhow, if all that's true where you're at, and that is when it is where you're at, we are live. Being live, that means that you, that's right, you, every one of you out there with a telephone, can call into the show. And that will get you on uh, the air. 800-932-1980 is the number. 800-932-1980. Let me do that slower. That's not fair, is it now? Although you can go to the website, and the number is there. All the numbers are there. Uh, those of you out there that know people that, uh, I don't mention this very often, but, you know, because there's fewer and fewer people that are not connected with anything but a telephone, and I mean a landline telephone, uh, because, you know, if you have a cell phone, chances are you can, you know, just log into the website and listen right there. But if you live in the cave and you have that little wire coming from the pole going all the way into your cave, and that's all you've got, you can still listen to AVR, okay? I should say AVRN, because that's what I, you know, because it is American Voice Radio Network. You can listen to AVRN over the phone. That information is on the website, too. So if you know somebody down the block in the cave, you can give them that number and the code, and they can then dial in and actually listen to the shows. You know, we have that on. We don't leave that on for replays. We leave it on just for the uh, live broadcasts. But, hey, you can listen. That's, what, about eight hours a day, eight, ten hours a day, depending on what day it is that you get to listen to uh, live broadcasting. And you can do it right over your phone. If you've got a speaker phone, you just slap that sucker on, and boom, it's like listening to the radio. Anyway, that's all there. Uh, everything else you need to know is there. You know what I noticed that I did not put on the uh, the website, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to. On the, I'm going to put it on the front page, which is the TuneIn app, apps. Uh, because some people like those. Uh, but, you know, now our website is fully mobile responsive, so you really don't need an application to listen to American Voice Radio Network. Now, I don't know the details of mobile phones to know if it's using less resources by just going to a website or apps use more. You know, I have no idea. But... You really, you don't have to use an app to get, you know, to use our website anymore. It used to be, yeah, you kind of did because it was really hard. But now you really don't because it's really easy and it all works. Even, listen, listen, this is, this is amazing to me. Even the chat room works on a mobile phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you see, to me, I, I know a lot of you are going, oh, just get to the show and shut up, would you? This is no big deal. Who the heck cares anyway? Well, it's a big deal to me because uh, none of it was easy for me to do. So, 
you know, now that it actually works and it's like, wow, okay, cool. You know, I, I'm pretty excited that it actually all worked out. So, you know, partake of it, you know, use it up, man. I mean, that's what it's there for. Anyway, so. Oh, what else? Uh, yeah, but I am going to put the TuneIn a- apps up there, and I will put the Receiva information up there for you folks on Wi-Fi radio because uh, some things, you know, uh, uh, the streams they used have changed, and, you know, so you're going to have to re-whatever you got to do with one of those. Those are kind of cool. You know, if you've got an Internet connection, folks, I don't know if you know, if you've got Wi-Fi or a plug-in, you can get one of these radios, and they look just like a, I mean, you can get many different kinds, but you can get one that looks just like an old-style radio, and it plugs into the Internet, and then you have access to all the Internet stations that they have on their uh, uh, catalog, which is a lot, and uh, you can listen there. It's it's kind of It's kind of neat. Anyhow, so there you have it. Let's get to things and stuff. Like, for one, where I uh, I left off. Where I left off, and this is uh, mainly, you know, if you listened earlier, you might be able to remember. And if you can't, you know, it'll uh, be in the archives later. Land of the free, now the nation of slaves. The prison industrial complex is what I was talking about. That's where I left off. And there is a great list that kind of lays it all out. And I only got, uh, you know, a certain way down on this list. But I'm going to, uh, I'm looking where where exactly did I, uh, you know, leave off here. Oh, maybe I'll just do it over because it's not that long, Okay. All right, here we go. The president tells you the greatest risk to our safety is a concept, object, or philosophy. Communism, drugs, terror, whatever. Declares a war that is not really a war. The Cold War, the drug war, the war on terror, the war on poverty, the war on illiteracy. Gee, have we won any of those wars? People seem to be more illiterate now than they ever were. People are poorer than they ever were. We never had terror attacks before. You know, people are using more drugs than ever. What? All right, anyway. The American people are asked to pay the bill because money's not an issue, of course. This is for our safety and security. And, of course, he leaves out, but I'll add, it's for the children. All right? They create a special agency that makes their own laws in their war. CIA, DEA, NSA, Homeland Security. The list goes on, folks. Laws are changed that support fighting this war, leading to a mass incarcerations of anyone not in compliance. The prisons become overcrowded, and therefore private prisons run by corporations need to be built to house prisoners. Corporations are for profit, which means more prisoners equals more money. And by the way, folks, corporations aren't just for profit. Corporations are obligated under the law to maximize profits and gains for their stockholders, okay? It's not a matter of, well, gee, I feel like making a lot of money today. Well, I'm a greedy bastard, and I'm going to screw everybody and make a lot of money. See, that's not even the issue when it comes to a corporation. It's the law. That's right. If a CEO or a board of directors make decisions for, say, the environment or the community and it somehow diminishes the maximum profits they could have been making, 
They can be sued and penalized. They will lose, folks. They have an obligation to maximize profits and gain. Okay, so it's, uh, you know, I don't like corporations. I think they should all be disbanded. You know, you want to do business, fine. You know, if through your negligence you damage, you know, something or injure people, well, then you should be held responsible. You know, and if you want to take steps to protect your assets yourself, so if you do you do something stupid and, and something bad happens, you you know, you won't lose everything, that's up to you. But there shouldn't be built-in protections for these people. This limited liability thing has ended up to no good, folks. I mean, look at this. I mean, all these people, like, look at all these government, look at Hillary Clinton, for instance. All of them, they think that, well, I'm, I'm immune for all this because I was just, I, hey, it's the government. It wasn't me. Well, no, it was you working the government. I mean, you did it. Oh, yeah, but I did it on behalf of the government. Well, the government doesn't exist. It's like the war on terror. I mean, there, it doesn't exist. You can't have a war on terror. I'm having a war on uh, the air. Oh, no. Actually, air does exist. See? You can't see it, just like terror. But, see, air actually does exist. Terror is all in your head. All right? There's no terror unless you're terrorized. Well, you can go oogly-boogly all day long and get yourself a nice, big, nasty-looking gun and put a rag on your head, grow a beard, and, and uh, you know, start screaming some garbage from the Middle East all you like. And you're not going to terrorize me. So to me, you're not a terrorist. You're just some jack wagon that needs to be put to sleep. That's all. You're no terrorist to me. A concept. It's like a corporation. It's a concept. It isn't real. There's no. Well, wasn't me. It was a corporation. You know, it's a person, don't you know? And it's like, no, it isn't. It's nothing. It's an idea. And they talk about, well, we got to do something about these loopholes. Loopholes? What do you mean loopholes? It's not a loophole that if I own something and I want to sell it to somebody, it's none of your damn business who I sell it to or for how much I sell it. That's my business, not your business. That's not a loophole. What a loophole is, is when you can go to work and make decisions that kill people and go, well, it wasn't me. It was the corporation, you know, the thing that doesn't exist, the idea we all had. Well, hey, it wasn't me, so I can't be held responsible. That's a loophole, folks. Let's close that loophole first. You know, hey, I'm all, oh, great, let's close the loopholes. Let's start with that one. Oh, yeah, let's disarm. Let's start with the Secret Service. Let's start with the Capitol Police. Let's start with them. Okay, then let's just start with the local police and then the sheriff. And then, well, you know what? When they all disarm, I may, nah, I'll never consider it. Forget about it. Because they won't ever either, see? Well, that's just crazy talk. I mean, you need somebody to protect you, don't you? No, I really don't. I don't need anybody to protect me. 
I can protect myself. And you know what? Even if I was a 70-pound little girl, I could protect myself if I had a gun. It's a great equalizer, folks, and that's what it's all about, see? And that's what the big bullies don't want. See, they don't want any equalizers. See, because they're, you know, 300 pounds and lift weights all day long because they don't have any real job. Sit there, take steroids, drive themselves crazy, and walk down the beach kicking sand on everybody that's laying around. And they certainly don't want an equalizer out on the beach, do they? No, heck no. That would take all the fun out of kicking sand in people's face as you walk by as the big bully walking down the beach. Because one of those people might stand up and beat the living crap out of you if there was an equalizer involved. That's the whole point, folks. Government is a bully. And they don't want the people to have an equalizer. And that is arms. That's why the Founding Fathers gave us the right to have, keep, and bear arms as an equalizer to what they recognized was a bully. The government. This ain't a news flash, folks. This is like, uh, what, over 250 years old? Took a little while getting to you if you didn't know about it yet. But then again, you know, you got your head in a TV where they keep telling you, well, you know, you don't need an assault rifle to go duck hunting. Oh, really? That's probably true. But I'm not duck hunting. We're not talking about duck hunting. We're talking about keeping bullies from kicking sand in our face. But apparently it's not working because we just got a truckload of sand dumped on us the other day when James the lying scumbag Comey Let Hillary Clinton off the hook. Now, I heard, you know, I heard a host that I usually agree with most of what he says, but I have to disagree when he was cutting James Comey any slack, that he's just a poor dupe who didn't know any better and all this. Nah, I'm not buying that. James Comey, you're a criminal, and you should be hanged for treason for what you've done. Okay? You lied to the American people. You made up a lie. You bald-faced liar. Right to everybody's face to let a criminal, probably the worst criminal in American history, skate. You're a dirtbag and you should swing from the end of a rope for treason, in my opinion. So I'm not cutting any slack for James Comey. And he not only let Hillary Clinton off the hook, he let that fat ass Loretta Lynch mob off the hook too. And by the way, I'll give credit to Doc Mike for that phrase, fat ass. But, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Uh, let's see. Ah, uh, yes. Laws are changed. That support fighting this war leading to mass incarcerations of anyone not in compliance. The prisons become overcrowded, therefore private prisons run by corporations need to be built to house prisoners. A corporation 
Corporations are for profit, which means more prisoners equals more money. They sign contracts with the government guaranteeing high occupancy rates, usually between 90 to 100% for up to 20 years. This gives incentives to lock up more people. It's not an incentive, folks. It's a contractual obligation. Now, understand what I'm talking about here. The government says, oh, hey, listen, jail corporation. All our jails are overcrowded. We need, we need a prison, and uh, how about you run it? Well, sure, we could do that for this much money. But... You know, uh, and they say this much money per head, because that's how they do it. Just like the public schools, they figure it out per head. Isn't that strange? They do the prisons and the public schools just exactly the same way. What a coincidence, I'm sure. But anyway, so they say, yeah, we can uh, we can do this for this much a prisoner per head, but... You have to guarantee 90% occupancy for us to do it. Well, okay, so they sign up and they do it, and the corporation builds the prison, but a lot of the times the government will just give them a building. Okay? That money's really not to build a prison, because the government builds the prisons. It's for these corporations just to run the prisons. Now, what are you telling me? Why can't the government run the prisons like they always did? Because somebody from a corporation paid a lobbyist to go buy off some politicians to tell them, listen, hey, it'd be a lot better if you would just pay us to do it for you. Well, yeah, it'd be a lot better for the corporation, sure. So now what? Well, who's locking up the people? It ain't the corporation. It's the state. So the word goes out to the state judges and the prosecutors, listen, we got to keep this jail filled up 90% full or else uh, we'll be in violation of our contract. And uh, all these corporations are slick enough to where they actually put in penalties if you don't fulfill your end of the bargain, as is proper in a contract. You don't fulfill your end of the bargain, you get penalized. Okay, so hey, we got to fill up 90% of this jail. Hey, what happens if everybody stops breaking the law? That doesn't change the that doesn't change the contract. They still got to come up with 90% full. Well, wait a minute though. If nobody's breaking the law, who are you going to put in there? Who, who are you going to get 90% to fill up that if everybody stops breaking the law? Well, you start putting innocent people in prison. And that's what we have going on today, folks, because you know what? The crime rate has been dropping since the 60s. There was a little uptick in the 70s. But other than that anomaly, it has been steadily going down since the seven, uh, since the 60s. That's right. So what does that mean? It means they have to lock up Innocent people. Well, there's not enough people breaking the law, so, hey, it's got to be, you know, we got to lock up the innocent people then. We got this contract. Huh? This gives incentives to lock up more people, regardless as to whether or not the bed is filled. 
The quality of care and supervision is poor because it is a business, after all, and they seek cheap labor and cost-cutting techniques like every business does. Corporations, oh, and the food they serve to these prisoners is a crime, folks. Corporations then rent prisoners for free labor, also known as slavery, of course. The private prisons then lobby to Congress to make stricter laws to lock up more people. Congress obliges because it helps them win elections because we're tough on crime. Don't you know? It's for the children. Congress makes the laws of the country, and they don't bite the hand that feeds. Then, since they know the laws they just wrote, then they go and buy stock in these private prisons, profit off their investments. Then the war against the concept shifts overseas. This allows to overthrow poor countries under the disguise as a war against our greatest threat. Allowing to steal natural resources, install a puppet government that benefits our corporate interests. Politicians then that declare war also have stock in arms manufacturers like General Electric, Raytheon. More wars mean more arms need to be built. They profit from their investments again. In order to overthrow governments without making it obvious to the public, they hire guerrilla insurgents to do so. They train these rebel groups and supply arms. In turn, these groups pay for the arms by supplying illegal drugs. The CIA returns these illegal drugs into the inner cities of America. This is all proven, folks. They... They then arrest people and put them into private prisons in which they profit by selling the same drugs they brought into the country in which they profit to arm rebel groups to overthrow governments and install puppet governments which support U.S. corporations and gain further profit in which the lawmakers also have stock interests. It's such a brilliant concept that we have recently followed suit by launching a war on terror. Another war without a clear enemy against a concept that will never have a definitive outcome, which only profits those with heavy stock interests, like John Kerry, the Secretary of State, who's made $26 million off his investments directly related to the war on terror. But, hey, that's not a conflict of interest, folks. Unless you did it, then you'd go to prison. We proudly claim to be the land of the free. We have more people locked up than any other civilized civilization. Now listen. Yet we have more people locked up than any civilization in the history of the world. With the majority of them in there for non-violent drug offenses, tax offenses, and other BS. They, oh, yes. And child support. Okay? Now look, I think, you know, parents should be responsible to their children. And, and, you know, but if somebody's unemployed, you can't tell them they, oh, well, you owe $800 a month. And if you don't pay, you're going to prison. I don't have a job. Well, that's too bad. It's not our problem. I mean, what exactly are you doing for the child by locking up this guy? You think in prison he's going to get a job? Yeah, a slavery job for 10 cents an hour, which they'll take from him. Yeah, they confiscate even that. You get nothing. The United States is home to only 5% of the world's population. You hear that? But holds 25% of the world's prison population. 
We currently have more black men and women behind bars per capita than that of apartheid in South Africa, all part of money-making scheme for corporations. And, folks, it's not because they're black, okay? It's because they commit more crimes, and they do so because they're uneducated and they're poor. Why? Because the public schools in areas that are heavily black are crap. They don't teach the children anything. They rarely even have books or qualified teachers, okay? So you graduate, say. You're uneducated. You might have a diploma, but you still can't read. So you can't really get a job. So you get into crime, and boom, you're in the joint. That's it. That's what goes on, okay? It isn't about race. The racists are the people running the joint, the place, okay? The racists are the ones in Washington, D.C. that make sure poor black communities don't have books at their school, that poor black communities don't have qualified teachers at their schools that decided that, okay, yeah, we'll give you money and food and a place to live, but you cannot have a father in the house, therefore breaking the whole family structure for the black community. Those are the racist folks, the ones providing abortions and focusing on black, the black community to give abortions to. Why? Because one of Hillary Clinton's heroes, Margaret Sanger. And, you, you know, I'm not just making this up that this is one of Hillary Clinton's heroes. Hillary Clinton has said this herself. She thinks Margaret Sanger was a great woman. Well, Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist who wanted to kill all the black people because she was basically saying they were monkey things, okay, that don't deserve to live. So, you know what? When you vote Democrat, you think about that. When you think about who's racist, you think about that. I'm not keeping the books out of your school. I'm not giving you crap prostitutes or are on their knees giving the superintendent of schools a blowjob to get their job as a so-called teacher who's never done anything to be a teacher. I'm not the one doing that. Okay? I'm not the one saying, yeah, I'll help you out, but you got to get rid of the father out of your household. I'm not the one doing any of that. It's the slugs up in Washington, D.C. and in your state house. That's who's doing it. It's your governor. Go talk to them. They're the racists, folks. Now, I don't care what your problems are. I'm not tolerating any nonsense around me, okay? And I don't care if you're black, white, Mexican, or Arab. As a matter of fact... See, I got nothing against Arabs, because that's another thing we need to understand. Just because you're Arab doesn't mean you have to be a Muslim, because you don't. Although it's very dangerous for an Arab to be in, you know, the Middle East and not be a Muslim, because they will be killed by their fellow Arabs who are Muslims, because it's the religion of peace, don't you know? Well, and dead people are very peaceful. So, there you go. Now it all makes sense, doesn't it? Well, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a bit. We're going to go back now to uh, something I used to do years ago. So no one James Classic. It hurts me too.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Thursday, July 7th, 2016. It's about 8.45 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is the way you can get on the show and participate in that manner. If you would prefer, you can participate by going to the chat room and chatting with the other chatters. Let's see how many times I can mention chat in the same sentence. Anyhow, that is located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Over on the left-hand side, you will see AVRN chat is the link. Okay, and then there's a little something underneath it that says new, all must re-sign up. So if you were in the other chat room, you're going to have to, uh, oh, what does it say? What is the actual thing here? Create account. You're going to have to create another account. Sorry. And then an added aggravation is that you will, uh, when you put in your email, you will be sent an email. So it better be a legitimate email that you have control of because you're going to get an email with an activation link. And then you can click it or post, you know, copy and paste it into your browser and boom, then you go log in. Now, this is an added aggravation. I understand that, but uh, it can't be helped, okay? Yeah, just like anything, you know, a few bad apples ruin it for everybody, you know. And so we're not having any more of the uh, uh, phony emails and uh, multiple screen names, unless you have multiple emails. And I suppose you can do multiple screen names if you're really that bored. You can do that. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. I am going, you know, there's a lot of news. There really is a lot of news, but I'm going to stick with what I'm doing here. I'm not going to jump around. I, 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 uh, during the break, I thought, well, geez, you know, I got all this other good stuff, but this is really good stuff, too. So I'm going to try to get through as much of this as I can. All the drug laws in America have their racist and discriminatory foundations. You see, that's what this writer says, and I think he's full of crap, but maybe he's right. Okay? And again, if he is right, it's not you and me and Joe Blow down in Kokomo out here on the street who are the racists. Okay? We're all just trying to get by. We're all just trying to get to tomorrow. That's all. Black, white, Mexican, anybody. Even Arabs, non-Muslim Arabs, because you see, Muslim is not a race. You decide to be a Muslim. You decide to be a murdering, deceived, pedophile-following, 
you know, uh, savage. You weren't born that way. You decided to do that. Okay, well, that's fine. But you don't get any pass on your decisions. Just like faggots. Okay, you don't get any pass on that. You weren't born that way. Don't give me that crap. You made a decision. Okay? Because, you see, homosexuality is not a condition. It's an action. All right? Follow me here. You can think whatever you want to think. You can walk around all day long thinking about, oh, what, how cute all the boys are. You can think whatever you want to think. You can feel whatever you want to feel. But it is your actions that make you a homosexual. Okay? Because sex is an action. Morons. Because if it wasn't, there'd be a lot more people having sex. You gotta actually do it. Get it? Homo, meaning the same, sexual. All right, hey. It's an action. It's not an idea. It's not a feeling. You weren't born that way. It's a decision. And these faggots will tell you just as much, unless, of course, you challenge them on it, and then they'll go, well, no, I was just born that way. Wait a minute. You just told me it's a lifestyle. Well, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, Get the God knows what out of your mouth and talk here a little straight. It's one or the other. Either you're born that way or it's a lifestyle. And it is a lifestyle. It is a decision based on an action. Okay? So, no, you don't get any pass for your bad decisions that put everybody around you at risk. You're a health hazard. But, hey, isn't it funny that the leaders in D.C. and your state capitals can discriminate against black children. They didn't have any choice in being black. They just are. That's just the way it is. But, hey, they can discriminate against them. Oh, but no, no, you can't discriminate against the faggots. You know why? Because all these pieces of garbage, evil, Sick freaks running our government are all a bunch of homos and lesbians. You know why? Because it's like Rome. They've got nothing better to do. They have everything, folks. They don't have to worry about having a job or making a living or doing anything. They do what they do out of lust. Lust for money. Lust for something new. They're bored They're pathetic. They are not the elite. They are the degenerates. They just happen to have a lot of money, that's all. And that's not so hard when you get to print it all up. I'd have a lot of money, too, if I was allowed to counterfeit. Wouldn't you? Hey, you're allowed to counterfeit. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I just turned into having a lot of money. Or at least I have money when I need it. That's where we're at, folks. 
The first drug law came in in 1875 in San Francisco, which was banning of opium dens as a discrimination against Chinese-American immigrants. <laughs> you know, that's funny. This writer, I don't know, man. That might be true, but it's really uh, a moronic position that banning opium dens is a discrimination against Chinese-American immigrants. Well, in that case, I guess the Chinese government was discriminating against the Chinese people, too, because uh, they had this uh, thing called the Opium Wars. Yeah, yeah, because England tried to destroy their country by turning everybody into an opium junkie so they could take advantage. Yeah, well, hey, that's the way of the bankers, right? So then the United States, you know, they uh, import a bunch of Chinese slave labor to build the railroads, and then uh, the railroads are done, and all these Chinese end up uh, in opium dens. Oh, so they banned us discrimination. <laughs> Yeah, sure it is. National headlines link cocaine to causing violent behavior in African Americans, and laws were soon put in place. Well, I'm sorry. Cocaine does cause violent behavior. You know, I mean, if you, anybody out there have any experience with cocaine or being around people with cocaine at least? It does cause violent behavior, or at least certainly helps it out. As does alcohol, though. I'm not giving that a, a a free pass here. I'm just saying. You know, these guys are acting like, oh, well, hey, blacks should be allowed to snort cocaine and Chinese should be allowed to, you know, just uh, hang out in opium dens. Well, hey, opium is a lot less damaging to your body than cocaine, but I'll tell you what, uh, you're not going to be very productive on opium. And you're going to be a real problem on cocaine. So I don't view this as necessarily uh, discriminatory. Now, cocaine use was probably more rampant in poor black communities, just like any drug use is more prevalent in poor communities. Huh. See, they don't mention that, oh, hey, how about the, how about the war on poverty? That's not mentioned in any of this. But what about that? Remember we had a war on poverty? How's that going? And who was that against? You know, I mean, honestly, all this crap about discrimination and uh, bigotry and, uh, oh, you're, you know, you're racist and all that is crap. Because honestly, most people aren't. But it is true, most people like to hang around with people like themselves. That counts for everybody. And sometimes it even transcends race. Some people are, look, I'm not hanging out with anybody who isn't a Republican. I'm not saying that myself, but because I think the, the whole label of Republican or Democrat is a fake, phony thing anyway now. But, you know, there are people I won't hang out with anybody who's not a Republican. But they'll hang out with a Mexican or a black or a white or a woman or anybody who's a Republican, but they won't hang out with even anybody who looks just like them if they're a Democrat. So some of these things transcend even race. But for the most part, People like to hang around with people that look like them. People that have basically the same roots that they have. 
There is nothing wrong with that. That is natural. I mean, you don't see uh, gazelles hanging out with tigers, do you? Well, that's because those tigers are racists, right? Is that it? Bigot gazelles out there that won't hang out with tigers? Yeah, right. Or maybe it's because gazelles don't hang out with tigers because tigers will eat them. It's not because they're bigots. They got a good reason not to want to hang out with them. But you see, as people, we don't need a good reason not to want to hang out with anybody. If I don't want to hang out with you, I don't have to. It's called the right of free association. I get to hang out with whoever I want to hang out with, and I don't have to hang out with people I don't want to hang out with. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing racist or bigoted about it. But when you decide you're going to take a certain race population, you're going to group them together and you're going to start denying them the same level of services that everybody else gets. Well, you know what? You're the racist. And you know who that is? That's the government. Okay? You want to see a racist? Go visit your congressman. Go visit your senator. They're the racists. Marijuana was first used recreationally in the southwestern United States by Mexican immigrants in the 1920s, and laws were established that were geared at incriminating Mexicans. Sure it was. But these were just the early battles before war was officially declared. In June 1971, Nixon declared the war on drugs, making the most, most street drugs illegal with stricter penalties. Two years later, the DEA was created to enforce drug laws and bring those criminals to justice. More arrests meant more people in jails and prisons. The prisons started to overflow and they needed more prisons arose. Corporations got involved and built private, for-profit prisons. They arranged contracts with the government to remain at high occupancies, further incentives for the government to arrest nonviolent drug offenders and keep them for longer sentences. In the notorious Kids for Cash scandal, two judges in Pennsylvania were convicted of taking cash payments from prisoners as bribery to sentence more juveniles to fill their beds. They were locking up kids for minor offenses and changing lives forever for sums of money that isn't even money. And these are just the ones that got caught. These prisons spend millions of dollars each year lobbying, <clears throat> bribing Congress to change and keep laws that allow locking up more people for nonviolent drug offenses. In turn, members of Congress, the people who write the laws, have investments in private prisons encouraging them to keep laws that help their port. That's as far as I can go tonight. But folks, call your congressman. Start leaning on these dirtbags and start telling them, hey, you know what? I want to know, do you have any investments in the prison industrial complex? Do you have any investments in the uh, military industrial complex? Hmm? Raytheon, General Electric, you got any uh, investments in that? Start finding out, folks. 
Start looking up their records, see how they vote. And if you find your congressman has all those investments and is voting to, oh yeah, we got to keep these laws tough, pull them out on the carpet publicly. We have an election coming up. All these dirtbags are running for office too. Pull their pants down in public and spank them hard. Anyway, I got to go. Thanks for listening. Governor America's coming up next, so stay tuned. You never don't like my big red barn. A 47 Ford bullet holes in the door broke down motor in the front yard. <laughs> I got to have a mind to paint a plywood trying to nail it up on a knotty pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt and your rambling don't rattle me. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. of our republic, waging war on the new world order. This is Govern America. Govern America. From just south of the Great Lakes capital city, covering all of North America via satellite, AM and FM stations, terrestrial stations all across the country, streaming live from FEMA Region 5 and Michigan Cog Region 9. This is Govern America. I'm Darren Weeks, your host here for the next three hours. Nice to have you with us as we once again document the crisis of our republic. The undermining of our national, state, and individual autonomy today is the 2nd of July, 2016. And it's good to have you with us once again, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be another one of those fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants uh, radio shows today. Uh, I'll tell you what, I went out of town on Thursday because my uh, daughter is in Illinois, or was in Illinois, on an archaeological dig, and that's why I've been do- going out of town a lot. She's been gone for, well, a good six weeks. And uh, we went down there once to visit her, and we had to go back and get her. And uh, so I'm glad she's home. However, on the way, now, many of you have heard me talk about my uh, my daughter, Hannah, and uh, her struggles with epilepsy. Uh, both my daughters were at one time, uh, members of the United States Figure Skating Association. And as part of that, uh, they did, you know, they did competitions and that sort of thing. And the thought was is to try to give them a skill that they love to do so that they could have the ability to, uh, you know, if people fall upon tough times. As we know, undoubtedly, there are tough times coming in this country, our country. Uh, There are tough times ahead. That's been orchestrated. There's no... Doubt in my mind uh, that we're in the we're in the middle of a depression right now. There's no doubt in my mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we're headed for some very very difficult economic calamities. I don't think it's avoidable, honestly. I think it's been engineered for us. I think the plans have been in place for many many years, and the fact that it's still going on today. The fact that 
we haven't seen the worst of it yet. In other words, what I mean by that is is that the illusion that the economy can is still good can still even exist amongst some of our fellow countrymen and women. Uh, just speaks to the overall ability of the banking establishment to manipulate things. Uh, I, If you'd have told me back in, oh, I don't know, the early 2000s, that we would still be here in 2016 without having had a great economic collapse, I would have said you're crazy. There's no way it could keep going that long. And yet here we are, 2016. Now, we can look back and see that there has been a steady gradual decline, a a steady gradual, uh, what would you call it? Instead of a sudden collapse, there's been a steady, gradual, slow boil, you know, frog in a boiling pot type of scenario where the economy has continued to decline slide, and people have continued to go get unemployed. Uh, people have continued to get hungry and homeless. And certainly the 2008 crash, the hot pop of the housing bubble, which was entirely created, played into that in a big way. So there's been a steady slide, and we see that. And that's not something that's... Uh, but, you know, but, but the average person has been able to maintain this idea, this notion. You know, uh, it's been said that if uh, a recession is when your neighbor loses his job, a depression is when you lose yours. Most people in, this con- in our country has, have known someone, maybe themselves, maybe somebody else, maybe a relative, maybe a friend, but a neighbor, somebody who's lost a job. And the time that it takes to get one, to replace what you've lost, gets higher and higher. Now, there are pockets of economic boom. There always are, winners and losers and everything. The bottom line is, is that there's no question that we have some tough times ahead. Uh, And and I I don't think that that's avoidable. Uh, But getting back to what I was talking about a moment ago, Having a skill, and any skill that you can fall back on is very important. And, and so I tried to, my wife and I tried to give my daughters something that they loved that uh, provides them the ability to raise money for themselves to, you know, as long as there's a market for that sort of thing. And training young children uh, to to figure skate, there w- seems to be, and of course, you know, if some people get desperate enough, there's not going to be, Maybe a demand for that, but that's another thing that maybe people might be willing to pay for, because people like to, uh, you know, you get, you might have more affluent people who uh, who want to take their, uh, put their children through that and compete, and maybe even try at the Olympics. Anyway, uh, the point is, is that uh, this is something that they could do to maybe coach people and and raise money and maybe even pay their, their way through college. So so that was the thinking behind that, in my view. And, and, and so the, both of them were figure skating association members, and they, they coached small children. 
My youngest daughter had hit her head on the ice. Um, one of the uh, students, he didn't mean to do it, but he uh, accidentally tripped her. She went down. When she got back up, she hit a, a hole in the ice. And this time when she went down, uh, she hit her head on the ice. Well, it was a short time after that that she developed el- epilepsy. And I always put the two things together because she had never had a problem before that. Long story short, uh, we've been uh, experimenting with different concoctions of things, exploring all kinds of options to try to to help her. And uh, it's been a continuing struggle. Anyway, I went down to get her on on Thursday with my father-in-law and my da- other daughter. And um, we went down there and uh, to spend the night because first thing in the morning uh, on Friday, we had to go and be there and get her, and we had a deadline to get her out. Uh, as soon as we, uh, we got there, she had no more gotten in the van. Now, bear in mind, she'd been there for six months or six weeks and, um, never had a problem. As soon as she got in the van, then she immediately had a seizure. So, uh, and she, to, to make matters even worse, uh, she came out of the seizure and she had dislocated her shoulder. And this would be like the third or fourth time that this had happened. And, uh, so we drove the next six hours. Well, actually, it was longer than that because we had all kinds of traffic jams in the meantime. So, uh, I mean, there was a lot of people on the road. That's one thing that was nice about the low gas prices. People people got out, and uh, they were able to do their driving like they wanted to do. And so that's a good thing. But it did add time to our uh, to our travel because there's construction zones and uh, everything. Everything was backed up, you know, for miles uh, sometimes 47-minute delays and that sort of thing, and there was accident after accident, and people don't, you know, the problem with people, and I'm getting off on a rampage, and I don't want to ramble here because we got a lot to talk about. problem with people, ladies and gentlemen, when you're on the highway, just, just do me a favor. Don't tailgate, because I'll tell you what, everybody follows, it seems like everybody on the highway follows way too close. And this is the number one reason why there's so many accidents on the roadway. So as a public service announcement to everyone out there, please spread the message. Don't follow closely. Allow yourself at least one car length per ten, every 10 miles an hour that you're doing, okay? Uh, give yourself enough, and that's the bare minimum. Give yourself plenty of room between you and the car ahead. And this is driver's training 101, but it's one of my pet peeves. This is what causes so many problems on the roadways. People tailgate. Every time you turn around, people just follow way too close. And you'll save your life, maybe the life of somebody else, but you certainly save yourself a lot of frustration because maybe, just maybe, you won't end up hitting that car in front of you. But uh, anyway, we had a lot of problems with uh, with that and it backed up. And as soon as we got home, we get to go to the uh, uh, ER, my wife and I, and uh, and have them put her arm back in its socket. So uh, so I've been up uh, quite a bit <laughs> the last couple of days, uh, probably between yesterday, the day before, the night before last, and tonight. I probably have gotten eight or nine hours sleep, which isn't too bad. Could be worse, but uh, but doing show prep has turned into a nightmare. <laughs> so, luckily, earlier in the week, I was able to put some things together, 
uh, because I anticipated having a time crunch. I didn't anticipate what we had to go through. Uh, more updates, more information coming out all the time uh, on this shooter situation. Hold on just a second. I have to turn my volume up a little bit. I can barely hear myself in the headphones. All right, getting into the show. By the way, if you'd like to call in, certainly welcome to call in. 1-844-646-8376. That's 1-844-646-8376. You know, this Orlando shooting thing continues to be a puzzle. Uh, Now, earlier in the week, we had a lockdown of Andrews Air Force Base Another active shooter situation uh, there, USA Today reported, a security team's forces conducting a routine inspection. Now, see, that wasn't an active shooter situation. That was a drill. That's what I wanted to talk about regarding this, because why do we have to have all these drills all the time? You know, I remember it wasn't that many years ago. We never had drills every everywhere you go all across America, ladies and gentlemen. It never, It never occurred. It wasn't necessary. About the time that the drills started, then you started having all of the active shooter situations happen at the same time. And no, it's not a cause and effect. I can hear a naysayer say, oh, well, the reason why they're having the drills is because the active shooter situations took place at the same time. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Now we had we've always had some shooter situations take place. But I remember the very point where we started to see a blurring of fact and fiction where drills are being take uh, had had started being engineered and the parties involved weren't even aware that there were a drill. There was a, a case on a school bus where the, the students on the school bus were terrified because a drill was taking place on the bus with an active shooter, and they didn't even tell the students until they got to the school that it was a, a drill. Uh, there was another case, in a, at a, another, again, at a school. The students weren't there at this point, at that time, in that case. But the faculty were, was having a meeting, and they had a guy come in to the faculty meeting. And this guy was an undercover police officer or something, and he was pr- portraying himself to be an active shooter. And I remember talking to Nancy about this on the air. I said, what's going on here? Are we starting to see... And, they, you know, nobody on the board, no, none of the faculty knew. Nobody uh, knew it was a drill. And I remember talking to her about this and said, why are they doing this? We're, it looks like we're seeing a, an emergence of fact, a blurring of the lines between fact and fiction. And that was long before Sandy Hook. That was long before we started seeing this stuff take place everywhere. And now you can't tell, in many cases, without studying a situation for hours. It's very hard to know whether what you're seeing is real and what you're, or what you're seeing is a manufactured reality, an artificial reality, a psychological operation. Uh, so this drill took place on Andrews Air Force Base. 
Security Forces team conducting a routine inspection at Andrews Air Force Base was mistaken for an active shooter Thursday, prompting a lockdown of the facility just as a scheduled training exercise (laughs) to deal with such an emergency was about to begin. Wow, what a coincidence, huh? The report prompted officials. Now, what if somebody had taken and shot somebody in real, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, let's see, this is an Air Force base, a military, in other words. Uh, doesn't the military have a lot of weaponry hanging around? You'd think they would. Uh, wouldn't it be uh, interesting to, uh, I mean, what, what if somebody had taken somebody out over this? Because of the confusion. Does it make any sense to be doing this? I don't think so. And that's the case with all of this stuff. When you when you have a drill going on, and you have an active shooter situation, uh, maybe, you don't tell people that there's a drill going on. What if somebody stands up? And I could see this happening more and more. That somebody who's playing a role in a in a rehearsal, in a drill, being shot because the people involved who the would-be victims, but they don't know any better, shoot the guy. They take the guy out. Or or, or a lady, but usually it's a guy for some reason. I mean, what we're dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen, is absolute insanity. It's absolute insanity. Now... That, I want to put that to bed there. Uh, there's other people that have uncovered. In fact, there's a FM station in New York, New York, called Superstation 95. And their newsroom put out an article, How did the Orlando victim, Antonio Devon Brown, die in a Pulse nightclub shooting when he was killed in 2013 in West Virginia? They put this out. Uh, got his picture there. They said, according to media reports, Antonio Devon Brown was one of the 49 people killed in Orlando on June 12th. Except WOWK-TV News says Antonio Devon Brown died in a shootout in 2013 in West Virginia. Strange, they say. Two guys with the same name, approximately the same name, uh, same age, both being killed in shooting crimes years apart. Gee, what are the odds? <laughs> This is a mainstream radio station, I guess. Are they a bunch of conspiracy nuts? Are they a bunch of wackos, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, they provide a link to the Tallahassee.com. They say, here are the links to the uh, recent Orlando gay nightclub shooting report, reporting the victim as Antonio Devon Brown, age 30. And then they have the actual report there from the TV station, it looks like. Um, screenshots. And links to the West Virginia news outlet showing Antonio Devon Brown, who's killed. Now, you know, the average person would just blow this off and say, well, you know, they just got the name wrong. Or, well, they just got the picture wrong. Or, it's just a screw-up. They just made a mistake. But see, there's so many things about this incident that are just quote-unquote mistakes. There are so many questions about this incident that just don't add up. And 9-11 research started off like this. You know, back in 9-11, which was an awakening for many people in this movement, 
it was really September 11, 2001, the events surrounding that, that woke up a lot of people. And I mean, a lot of liberals joined the Patriot ranks. They had liberal backgrounds because of 9-11. And I remember watching that whole thing unfold. Now, I think there were a lot of people on the other side trying to bring that into the dialectic. Because when, when we were doing research on 9-11, most people weren't, weren't talking about it. Very few people were aware. Most people were drinking the Kool-Aid. But as time progressed, there, there became this burgeoning 9-11 truth movement, some of which I think was grown out of uh, the other side to a certain extent. As the thing started taking off, they had to do something to try to put it back into the box. So they co-opted it, in my opinion, and brought a whole lot of people out of the woodwork, some of whom made some pretty insane claims, in my opinion, so that the whole thing could just be poo-pooed as some partisan thing, or, oh, you're, you're just all a bunch of crazy nutcases and, you know, move along, there's nothing to see here. But that's how the whole thing with uh, September 11th started out. Just little oddities that turned into big oddities that turned to a, into an overwhelming case. You can convict somebody of murder in a court of law, assuming that you had a legitimate court of law, first of all, which is an awful big assumption today. But you can, you can get a conviction based upon guilt beyond any reasonable doubt. So, we have much more than a, quote, reasonable doubt here. When you have an overwhelming case, you can get a conviction on circumstantial evidence. Of course, in this case of September 11th, we have a lot more than circumstantial. We have smoking gun documents, and that's why I focus on the documents regarding September 11th. They planned the war in advance and needed a triggering event. They say that in their documents. So how much more do you really need, is my point. But ladies and gentlemen, this Orlando thing is unfolding very much the same way the September 11th research did. Oddity after oddity after oddity. Strange things, timelines that don't add up. And here you have another case where apparently victims being recycled. Uh... There's other cases we've talked about last week with people and actors. And I won't rehash that last week's show, but if you didn't listen to it, you need to go back and listen to it if you're a doubter. At the very least, do your own research. And if you come away without any questions, well, I guess good for you, or maybe not so much. But at least do it due diligence. Because you know what? And, and why is it important? Well, it's only your gun rights, ladies and gentlemen. It's only your Second Amendment. It's only your ability to stand firm and stand your ground. And we're not even necessarily just talking about stopping government tyranny here. We're talking about stopping somebody from breaking in the house and raping your wife and children. A lot of people who used to be anti-Second Amendment. You'd, oh, I don't like those guns. Oh, I, I'm scared of those guns. 
Those guns might shoot somebody. Well, yeah, that's what they're designed to do. But the point of the matter is, uh, when you're in a situation, you, let's say you drive through the wrong neighborhood, and you got some gangbangers headed your way because you're stopped at a traffic light, and you're in blocked traffic, and they decide, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to uh, have a little fun here. And they start uh, approaching your car. At that moment, uh, all of your rhetoric goes out the window. At that moment, you'd give anything for a firearm. At that moment, you'd give anything for anything that's going to save your life and get you out of that situation alive. This is what the people in Washington, D.C. want to take away from you. This is what these mayors that are getting together in these little meetings all across the country, the U.S. Conference of Mayors, which shouldn't even exist, this is what they are doing. These people are control freaks, and they're extremely evil. And they would like nothing better because they're tyrants. This is what tyrants do. So we have a situation here where the FBI apparently has been telling uh, the Florida cops to not respond or to deny public records when they're requested via FOIA, you know, the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, Claire Bernish of the Free Thought Project uh, cites the Orlando Sentinel, um, a letter, she says, uh, revealed by the Orlando Sentinel, shows the FBI requested law enforcement agencies who responded to and investigated the massacre at Orlando's Pulse nightclub to withhold information from the public. A letter from the FBI dated June 20th attached to a lawsuit brought by the city of Orlando seeking the release of 911 calls in fall, as well as other uh, records pertaining to the shooting, had also been forwarded to the Seminole County Sheriff's Office but included instructions for law enforcement to deny all requests for information. Now, why would that be, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, we come back to September 11, 2001, where the feds took all the tapes, any surveillance tapes around the Pentagon, businesses, anyway, they made their rounds and confiscated everything as a part of a, quote, ongoing FBI investigation, or Homeland Security, whatever the alphabet soup agency was. And they took everything. And the only video, to my knowledge, that has ever been released has been a few frames, and that raised a whole lot more questions than answers. Because what, what, what it appeared was actually going through into the Pentagon appeared to be a missile. There was no plane wreckage anywhere. And the hole didn't match. wasn't consistent with what... I mean, we could get into that. I don't want to get into that. We've 
talked that thing to death in the past. The point is, is that what is going on with this Orlando shooting incident? Why the cover-up? Why the deny of FOIA requests? Under the guise of protecting the investigation, she says, as well as the victims and their families, the letter asks law enforcement agencies to deny information to anyone asking the uh, immediately uh, asking and immediately notify the FBI of any requests your agency received, so the FBI can seek to prevent disclosure through appropriate channels as necessary. Under an official FBI seal, the letter signed by a special agent in charge of the agency's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, continue this on the other side of the break. We've got to take the bottom of the hour break already. This half hour just kind of flew by. I'll try to kick it into high gear when we come back. We'll be back in a moment, folks. Please stay with us. Access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, 
strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. This is Govern America, the website www.governamerica.com. That's governamerica.com. My email address, radio at governamerica.com. That's radio at governamerica.com. And you can get to the chat room at chat.governamerica.com. That's chat.governamerica.com. So uh, lots of uh, directions for you. And uh, before the break, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we've been talking about a little bit revisiting this Orlando shooting uh, incident because it just keeps on unfolding. And I would like to put it put it to bed, but the problem is, as long as they're still clamoring for gun, and I understand the GOP now on Capitol Hill uh, beginning to cave on gun legislation, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your trusted Republicans, that's right, the people that you thought were on your side, uh, getting ready to cave and give in to gun control. Oh, boy. You know, here we have another situation where Republicans should be standing strong, should be standing for your rights, should be standing for the Constitution. What are they doing? They're ne- negotiating a an agreement, a deal. Uh, they're supposed to be... Uh, now, originally they voted down four bills, at least, that were put forward. Uh, the votes weren't there. And, you know, the other side, you know, some people would counter me by saying, oh, well, you know, uh, hey, if the Democrats had been there, those gun control bills would all have passed. Well, maybe so. But this shouldn't even be an issue with a Republican-controlled Congress. But here we are. Uh, It looks like they're going to be uh, giving in. Looks like it could very well be they could end up having a bill where people who are on a terrorist watch list could be uh, prohibited from buying a gun. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what does it take to get on a terrorist watch list? 
Uh, maybe, you know, how do we know? And, and, and do we know who who's on one and who isn't? You know, I remember when we were talking about the uh, surveillance thing out there or the uh, the situation out there in Orlando with the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge standoff, yours truly was under FBI surveillance. We were under federal surveillance. Probably still are. I don't know. But but they were very obvious. It was very obvious. They were surveilling us. They didn't exactly try to cover it up. They were right there on the stream 24-7. And, in fact, they hacked our Shoutcast DNAS server to reserve their IP address, which traced straight to the White House. I did a reverse who has lookup on the uh, on the D, on the IP address, and it's traced right to the White House. They hacked into our Shoutcast DNAS server, brute forced in their way in to reserve themselves a slot so that they wouldn't get bumped off if we got too many people on the stream. Okay, so they didn't exactly try to cover this up. Now, all we were doing was talking about what was going on out there. All we were doing was discussing the situation and trying to get out the truth as best we knew it. Now, am I on a terrorist watch list? Because I've been broadcasting for years trying to get the truth out, trying to preserve the rights that we've had in this country since 1776. Uh, you know, we've got a steady, gradual encroachment upon our rights. All I want to do is be left alone. I have never once on this broadcast advocated the taking up of arms against the government. Not one time. As a matter of fact, there have been people who have called in over the years. Perhaps they're agents provocateur. Perhaps they're just misguided individuals. But there have been people who have called in and said, when are we going to do this? When are we going to just take up arms? And I, my, I've always shot them down, no pun intended here. I've always told them, no, this is not the strategy we want to employ. And in fact, the other side would love to be able to take advantage of an armed conflict against them because then they could turn around and use it against us. Folks, they got bigger guns than we do, even with the guns we have. Now, it does provide us protection against a roundup, I think. Maybe I'm naive in that regard, but as I said last week, I think, whenever the government comes knocking to take away people's guns or take you away, they bring overwhelming force it would be much more difficult for them to do that to everybody in the country. Now, that doesn't mean they can't. What I really think they're going to do is they're going to try to take use your local uh, police and sheriff and departments against you to whatever degree they could for the roundup. That's a better way of doing it anyway, isn't it? Because they don't get their, have to get their hands dirty. They can let the local guys or the state guys deal with the, the dirty roundup of people who don't turn in their firearms when and if they're banned. And that's the kind of stuff we're already seeing go on in cities, various places, that are putting more and more stringent gun control in place. They're going to target the big cities. 
right away. If they can pass ordinances against firearms, the battle will be fought in the courts. And as we've already seen, with the untimely departure, and I think the suspicious departure of Antonin Scalia, we're going to start seeing a more liberal and pro-gun control Supreme Court. So when these things end up ultimately, their ultimate destination, the Supreme Court, uh, what way are they going going to go? Because most of what we have seen preserved has been a five-to-four decision. And we're not going to have any more five-to-four decisions in favor of your rights. Something to ponder. So, anyway. Before the break, we were talking about this FBI cover-up. How they're refusing to release information for people who have, are uh, requesting, you know, using Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, finishing up with this Claire Burnish article. She says, under the guise of protecting the investigation, as well as the victims and their families, the letter asked law enforcement agencies to deny information to anyone asking and immediately notify the FBI of any requests your agency receives so the FBI can seek to prevent disclosure through appropriate channels as necessary. Under an official FBI seal, the letter signed by Special Agent in Charge of the agency's Tampa field office, Paul Weisopol, who refused to comment to the Sentinel, states in part, quote, As you know, there is an active ongoing investigation being conducted by the FBI. The FBI considers information obtained from state and local law enforcement agencies in furtherance of its investigation to the evidence or potential evidence. Accordingly, the FBI is concerned that public disclosure of such records or information at this time will adversely affect our ability to effectively investigate the shooting and bring the matter to resolution. Now, why would that be, ladies and gentlemen? How would the 911 tapes, how would it interfere with their investigation? Uh, I can't really envision a scenario where it would. Uh, they say it could endanger the safety of law enforcement officers. Oh, really? How could that happen? And other individuals who have participated in in or, or are otherwise connected with the investigation and risks unduly prejudicing any prosecutions that may result from the investigation. Unquote. Now, that's the end of that. Uh, now, this article continues... Though the letter claims the 911 audio recordings and any other information pertaining to the mass shooting would have an exemption under the Freedom of Information Act's Section 522B7A, protecting records or information compiled for law enforcement purposes where disclosure would adversely affect a pending investigation, the excuse seems flimsy and superficial. According to the Sentinel, attorneys for media outlets involved argue in the lawsuit for the release of all pertinent records because there exists a strong public interest in fully evaluating how first responders and police reacted during the most critical phases of this incredible tragedy. And that's assuming there was a tragedy at all. Uh, It's assuming, ladies and gentlemen, that somebody was really shot. And maybe there was people shot. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't there. You have to question everything. 
Because when I start seeing crisis actors, when I start people seeing people with acting resumes online that are involved in this, that are big spokespeople for this, uh, makes me wonder. But it is entirely possible that we had crisis actors and some people shot too. Which brings us to another point. Who did the shooting? If there was shooting and done. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. There's other stuff that we have here. There's a follow-up on the Paris. We find out this week, just a few days ago, regarding the Paris attacks. That was another incident. That the gun used in a Paris attack, one of the guns used, actually was a fast and furious weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember the fast and furious program we were talking about for months and months, I don't know, maybe even years, where Eric Holder, the scumbag Justice Department piece of manure, was arming drug cartels, Allowing the guns to walk, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, walk across the border. So the Mexican president, Vincente Fox, can turn around and blame our second amendment for fueling the drug cartels. Eric Holder did that. And uh, Brian Terry, Border Patrol agent, was shot down. And this is where it, the whole thing began to hit the, uh, hit the fan. Because then, Border Patrol agent was killed. But how many other people were killed that never got mentioned? Many. And they were... Anyway, now we find out that all the way over in Paris, one of the fast and furious weapons, which was traced to Arizona... Phoenix, to be exact. It was all back, goes back to the Obama administration. The very people who want to take away your guns. Uh, Judicial Watch uncovered this. One of the guns used in the November 13th, and there's the 13th again, ladies and gentlemen. The November 13th, 2015 Paris attacks came from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where the Obama administration allowed criminals to buy thousands of weapons illegally in a deadly and futile gun-walking operation known as Fast and Furious. Uh, A report of investigation, or ROI, filed by a case in the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives tracked the gun used in the Paris attacks to a Phoenix gun owner who sold it legally off-book. A judicial watches law enforcement sources confirm federal agencies, uh, federal agents tracing the firearm also found that the Phoenix gun owner uh, was in possession, to be in possession, of an unregistered, fully automatic weapon, according to uh, law enforcement officials with firsthand knowledge of the investigation. The investigative follow-up of the Paris weapon consisted of tracking a paper trail using a 4473 form which documents a gun ownership history by, among other things, using serial numbers. The Phoenix gun owner 
that the weapon was traced back to was found to have uh, at least two federal uh, firearms violation for, se- uh, for selling one weapon illegally and possessing an unregistered automatic, but no enforcement or prosecutorial action was taken against the individual. Instead, ATF leaders went out of their way to keep the information under the radar and ensure that the gun owner's identity was kept quiet, according to law enforcement officials, uh, sources involved with the case. Agents were told in the process of taking the fully auto not to anger the seller to prevent him from going public, a veteran law enforcement official told Judicial Watch. They say it's not clear if the agency which is responsible for cracking down on the illegal use and trafficking of firearms did this because the individual was involved in the Fast and Furious gunning scheme. The NATF spokesperson, Corey Ray, at the agency's Washington, D.C. headquarters, told Judicial Watch that no firearms used in the Paris attacks have been traced by the agency. When asked about the ROA or ROI report linking the weapon used in Paris to Phoenix, Ray said, I'm not familiar with the report you're referencing. Judicial Watch also tried contacting the Phoenix ATF office, but multiple calls were not answered. Anyway, there's another paragraph to that. That article will be in the show notes. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing terrorism set up by the FBI, a gun-running operation set up by the Justice Department, the federal government arming itself to the teeth while they're trying everything they can to take away your guns, your rights to defend yourself. And we have operations going on where the federal government is talking about food. FEMA is planning. And the security industrial complex is planning for shortages of food and civil unrest. We have uh, UN vehicles being spotted in Virginia and Texas apparently now. In America. Some people say, well, they were manufactured in Virginia to be used elsewhere. Well, maybe. Why are they being spotted in Texas as well? Are they getting ready for something, listeners? This harkens back to my earlier comments earlier in the show. The fiat monetary system cannot continue the way it is. We know this. Uh, Anyway, now... A new revelation came out here uh, just this week as well. As far as I know, it wasn't a revelation that had been, uh, well, as far as I know, it hadn't been previously revealed. But Andrew Napolitano, and I want to thank Melody if she's listening uh, for sending this to me, because I was not aware of this. Andrew Napolitano, the judge who uh, used to have his own show on Fox News Channel, He was a guest, and he did talk about this whole case. And uh, what's interesting about this is that the feds put out a timeline, and the timeline never has made sense. Now, we talked about how they they disappeared the 911 uh, recordings. They seized that, apparently. Uh, Now, you know, Broadcastify said that they had a server error. Well, did they, or... Did the FBI come in and say, you know what, we want you to destroy that, or you want we want you to turn that over to us and delete it, the ones, the copies online? 
Why is this got to be so secret? That's my point. But we have Napolitano on Fox News talking about this transcript. And he said, he reveals some pretty interesting information. I want to play you the audio. Listen carefully to what Judge Andrew Napolitano said. How many omissions were there? Were there one? Well, then it could explain that one-off it's, scenario it's that they originally talked about. To tell. This, this was is, not a one-off. Right. The, no. the, these are in two parts. There's an actual transcript, and then there's a summary, summary of the rest. Here's right. what's news in the summary. Mm-hmm. Nobody died until 5.13 in the morning when the SWAT team entered. Mm. Prior to that, no one had been killed. The 53 that were injured mm. and the 49 that were murdered all met their fates at the time of and during the police entry into the building. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm open to the truth on this broadcast. I'm not going to tell you nobody died. I'm not going to tell you somebody did die. I don't know what happened. All I know, all I have is questions. And I can tell you from studying this thing, the hours that I have, Something stinks to high heaven here. It could be that we have multiple things going on here. But something is really, really wrong here. Because if people died, if people were gunned down, what Judge Napolitano just said is that nobody was gunned down, well... Let's let's play that part again. How many here. omissions? And there's a summary summary of the rest. Here's what's news in the summary. Mm-hmm. Nobody died until 5:13 in the morning. Okay, nobody died until 5:13 in the morning after the SWAT team arrived. After the SWAT team arrived. Well, if that's true, and this is your establishment media putting this information out, right? Fox News. Apparently citing an official report, an official transcript, then how how would that jive with the official narrative? Did they my question is this, ladies and gentlemen, is this government democide? Did the government come in and murder people at this nightclub? So that they could blame it on this Omar Mateen? And then take away your guns? Early in the report, we heard the local media talking about how there were other shooters. Now, setting aside the crisis actor thing for just a moment, because we know some of these people that were involved were actors, and we know there were very unexplained and very weird things happening with people being carried the wrong direction, you know, supposedly injured and being carried toward the the club. I'm wondering if there wasn't a drill going on in conjunction with a real shooting. I don't know. I'm just sitting here trying to figure this out and make sense of this. But there's a real problem here with the timeline. If there was nobody shot prior, there were nobody shot prior to the, uh, the arrival of the SWAT team, that suggests to me that it was the SWAT team themselves that did the shooting. And in fact, uh, in fact, they have actually admitted. Uh, I thought I had the article here. 
somewhere. But in the Daily Mail, well, let me just call it up here, because in the Daily Mail, they actually, uh, there was a police chief, the police chief there actually uh, admitted that they, they may have shot some of the victims. Here it is. The Daily Mail out of the UK, and I believe I already have this in the in last week's show notes. I'll put it again in this week. Did a delay in the response give the gunman more time? Cops faced questions over why it took three hours for a SWAT team to storm Orlando nightclub as police chief admits officers may have shot some of the victims. Police chief John Mina and officers are facing scrutiny for the response. It took three hours for technical units to enter after Omar Mateen opened fire. Delay has raised questions that the gunman was given more time to shoot. Orlando cops have already admitted they've learned from the attack. SWAT, SWAT set off explosives outside Pulse nightclub to blow holes in the wall, but the devices didn't penetrate, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they're talking about how they admitted to shooting the victims. My question is, was there an active shooting taking place before the cops arrived, according to Judge Napolitano? Apparently not. This raises a lot of questions, listeners. Because if the government is going into places now and shooting up places, sending people in to kill people, to murder people, to gun people down, to take away your firearms, turn around and blame a patsy, finger somebody else for the crimes, for, for what amounts to democide. We've got a real problem in this nation, even as our military is being dispatched around the world, supposedly for humanitarian purposes, supposedly to stop uh, governments from terrorizing their own people. I mean, what are we doing in Syria right now? If we're to believe the official narrative. Isn't it to stop that evil Assad from terrorizing his own people? Why did we go into Iraq? Oh, Saddam Hussein, weapons of mass destruction. He's gassing the Kurds. Uh, And yet, nobody died in this incident. And we know the government's had a history of this sort of thing anyway. Uh, We know they've done a lot of things to different races over the years in our nation, in our country. Uh, Folks, we have crossed a threshold into a whole new arena, and it's not looking very pretty. Uh, Now, there was another shooting that took place, and this was apparently a real incident at a South Carolina nightclub. Now, you probably didn't hear much about this one. When we come back from the top of the hour break, uh, maybe we'll get into why you probably didn't hear too much about this one. Stay with us. This is Governor America. I'm Darren Weeks. 
Phone call if you'd like to call in. Phone number is 1-844-646-8376. By the way, in the final hour today, we're going to be visiting with Linda Kurtz. And we're going to be talking about smart meters. She's, she has an education network. We'll discuss that with her in the final hour of today's show. 1-844-646-8376. That's 1-844-6-GOVERN. We'll be back in a moment. Traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. We're here in this fine imported china shop where Amazing Allen will attempt to carry a valuable tea setting across this newly waxed floor while wearing large wool socks. Uh, guys, how much is this Ming vase worth? More than we're paying you, Allen. Oh. We're illustrating that it is impossible for man to make it to heaven on his own. I can do this. Okay, take one and action! As Alan is illustrating, a lot of people assume they are good, and therefore God will let them into heaven. This is no problem. But we all have one thing that comes between us and God, our sin nature. Okay, let the bull loose. The bull? The Bible says if we've broken one law, we've broken them all. Good point, Alan. That's why Jesus died, to pay the penalty for our sin. We cannot be right with God without Jesus. Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. Documenting the crisis of our republic, waging war on the new world order. This is Govern America. Govern America. We're just south of the Great Lakes capital city, covering all of North America via satellite, AM and FM stations all across the country, and live and archived on the World Wide Web, broadcasting live from FEMA Region 5, Michigan COG Region 9. This is Govern America. I'm Darren Weeks, your host here for the next two hours now. Second hour of Govern America as it continues to be the 2nd of July, 2016, and Independence Day right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you feel free? Don't you feel independent? Don't you feel so vibrant? Hey, we we declared war against uh, Britain. We got ourselves free, didn't we? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Then why is Obama talking about how interdependent? Why do we have him, the scumbag that he is, Cooperating with Mexico 
and the Canadian uh, leader to establish, reemerge the North American Union again. All over again, ladies and gentlemen. The same battle that we, you know, I remember the report of the Independent Council on the uh, Independent Task Force on the future of North America. You remember us dealing with that back in right around 2005? Yeah, baby, it's all back again. They're doing it all over again. By the way, uh, greetings to all the folks in the chat room, chat.governamerica.com. Greetings to folks listening to us via satellite and the streams on American Voice Radio Network. Uh, greetings to all the folks at ucy.tv. Glad to have you along as well. Uh, and all the folks listening to us on microstations all across the country. Thank you to all the microstations for doing the job of educating people on the ground. And thank you to everybody else involved in carrying the show. Uh, please spread the word about the broadcast uh, so that we can increase our numbers. Uh, tell people, and you know... With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.